everybody, and welcome to Video Game Apocalypse, episode 417, that's 417. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Randy Craven Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. You want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash lasertime. Who else is joining me? Oh, the uh, anti-bodied up Christopher, the kid Antista. Mm, 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 mm. And... I'm about to get my soul sucked, Matthew Allen. Ew, too much information. And special <laughs> guest. Anthony 1.2334, replicate over 352 days. Perfect. Anthony Abbott. Anthony, thank <laughs> you for joining us. Where can people hear, hear or see more of you? You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Bruce Wayne Brady, where I'll be streaming one of the games <laughs> we're going to be talking about tonight. It always makes you laugh. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, I will have something in the works for a little bit later that I... I have a project I'm working on with someone else from the Laser Time community. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I'm sure we've done this joke before with you on Anthony, but is Bruce Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? Uh, hey, I'm good with that joke every time. <laughs> That's why I picked that name, because Chris laughed, and every time someone laughs at that name, I'm, I figure I, I did the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. good strategy. <laughs> Uh, it is going to be a fun show. I know I say that every week, but this week I actually mean it. Uh, we've got <laughs> Near Replicant is out. We've been playing the shit out of it. I had no idea that I would love diving back into an 11 year old game that I didn't even like that much the first time so much. Yeah, we, we rather mercilessly mocked on our, our old show. Did we? Yes, I remember Grim played it, and we got sound effects of the talking book and all that jazz. Oh, yes, the talking book with its James Mason impression. Yes. So, yeah, so good. <laughs> yes. But we'll be much kinder to it on this show. More importantly, it is the 10-year anniversary, well, actually, it was the 10-year anniversary last week, and we missed it, of Mortal Kombat 9, a.k.a. just Mortal Kombat. It came out, brought the series back to 2D, revitalized everything, kicked off a new trilogy, and just sort of revived what had been kind of a flagging brand up to that point. And we just passed the release of the movie, which... Which I think is far more significant. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah. Probably the bigger news hook of like the two, kids, to be fair. Kids and Laps fans are talking about Mortal Kombat again, and everyone's I know who's walked out of the movie, and by that I mean closed HBO Max, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is like... That was okay. I'm like, like for a response to a video game movie, bravo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I it actually have it listed in the new ass. releases. Oh, it's so. the worst. It's such a sacrilege. Yeah. I want my money back. And like, nobody's saying that about the Mortal Kombat movie. Just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it was, like, it was pretty good, I guess. It's actually a great reaction. Uh, even the parts that I hated, I was actually was okay with. Like, I this, thought it was fine and I thought yeah. it was fun, but my timeline is split on this movie and I can't believe how passionate people are. Either way on it. Well, they anchor it around this new character, Cole Young, who's, like, he just goes through this traditional arc of, like, oh, why won't my powers show up? My arcana. And uh, that that's the thing that now all Mortal Kombat characters have to have an arcana that they discover. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, it's just explaining, like, here's why Sonya can shoot sonic rings and... Why Kano has a laser eye. It's not just something technological or a special skill. It's it's an innate thing because they were born with a dragon birthmark. Or got it from killing someone. Or what got it from killing someone, yeah. yeah. Use that too. Yeah. But man, it is it is a silly movie, but it is fun. 
And yeah, even even the kind of lame main character I really liked. And it's just like, well, you found a way to anchor this around an Asian American, and that's cool. Not enough movies do that. Silly but fun is Mortal Kombat to a T. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like we should all breathe a sigh of relief. It's our first. It's the first video game movie that doesn't totally suck. It's yeah. really neat. It's yeah. really neat. They made they made the fight scenes look awesome, which is the most important thing in a yeah. a movie based on a fighting game. Yeah, it's gory and as hell. It's gory as hell, and you know it was like when I was a kid. Of course, we wanted a R-rated Mortal Kombat movie with kind of like real fatalities, and we got one now. Yeah, I have to disagree with Chris though. I mean, it, hmm. there've been other video game movies that didn't totally suck, including Name one. The Sonic? 95 Mortal Kombat, as its age, has become a campy delight. And actually, I think this movie, as it ages, like. I enjoyed this movie, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a B movie. Through This is the definition of a B movie. And I'm okay. fine with it because that's all Mortal Kombat has ever been. Yeah. And, but yeah. it was good for one of those. It was fine. It was like, I was, I'm glad I saw it on HBO Max and not in theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, totally. It, it would have been fine. Good seeing yeah. that in theaters. Uh, but yeah, well, like, actually, I would, I would say also like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the original sequel that I hated when I saw in theaters Ooh. has, has sort of aged into like a wonderful comedy, much the same way that Street Fighter the movie has. And it's like if sure, you if yeah. you watch it just ready to laugh your ass off, you will laugh your ass off. As you know, yeah. people do flaming cartwheels out of the sky, and uh, Liu Kang turns into a really ugly CG dragon. If I didn't say that already, it was more the relevance. It's like I I saw my laps gamer friends losing their shit. I saw my friends' kids losing their shit. More, everyone was talking about Mortal Kombat again, and that just felt really nice. And yeah, the fact that I have not heard from a single person who hated the film. No, even Diana. I've, seen a, I've seen a few, but I'm like, come on, what were you? Ex- I'd have to ask those people, like, what were you honestly expecting? Are they YouTubers? No, <laughs> no, no. Their emotions are manufactured. Friends. My only complaint is I could have used a bit more of the like the theme song, like the actual, you know. Yeah, we could have we could have like like one good music drop. That's my only complaint. Yeah, they 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 adapted it. There's like orchestral versions of that oh, yeah. song throughout yeah. the movie. Like right yeah. at the beginning, it's like, oh, this is a Mortal Kombat techno song, but like slow and orchestral. Yeah, I, there was for every like amazing awesome fight scene and moment there was like a grown moment too like this movie definitely like has its high points and then its low points like that line i read it there at the beginning where uh you know he's gonna get his soul sucked that's actually a line from that fucking movie oh, this movie winks hard at you like you must oh, yeah. test your might to find your arcana like yeah. stuff like that oh, there, there's tons of easter eggs hidden around like some of them are pretty obvious like there's a picture of kodal khan on this bulletin board and or, or like uh, Kano steals Shinnok's amulet from the temple, and when when Liu oh, Kang goes like, Put that back. this microwave is from the Toasty brand. Mm. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have not seen the movie yet. Are you serious? <laughs> no. no? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've not seen. No, that yeah. could have been a thing. The way this movie was going, that totally could have been a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like that they they had fatalities, and they certainly picked the right characters to do fatalities on. It was like these are like lower tier Mortal Kombat yeah. characters that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, what? what why Nyatara? Oh, oh. That's, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> a little spoiler there, I guess. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are we are going to celebrate all this Mortal Kombat love, probably by talking intermittently more about the movie, but with a top five guest characters. And by that, I mean specifically movie and TV guest characters. The ones that have shown up in the last few games don't really have any business being in Mortal Kombat, but what the fuck, it's great to see them there. But but they work because, like, 
I'm trying to think of like what defines Mortal Kombat, and and part of it is just like this dark kind of grim, you know, but like fun, B, again B movie type mm-hmm. type universe, and like that's who their guest characters tend to be. It's just like yeah, yeah if, if your well, movie has a lot of violence, eh, or gore, yeah, it's campy. Mortal, Mortal Kombat, except for one entry, is all about wearing its blood on its sleeve, and and therefore it can reach it can reach out and grab these characters who very much deserve their own triple a game would will probably never get one yeah which is unfair so like so i think all most horror fans i know are casually aware of everything happening in mortal kombat because probably not going to get a new leatherface movie but or a game yeah yeah and but but here he is in the game probably will well movie yes probably at some point game a game but like it, it there's one horror movie that's had one good quality game in like the last 10 years and and all these characters deserve one but i don't think they'll get one um that's why that's why i love it yeah i also feel like any of these guest characters could have been dropped in the franchise at any time it still made sense yeah yeah Yeah, all the way back in like early 90s you you throw any of these guys in here and it's like and and for some of these guys i think the reason they may also make sense in mortal kombat is the timing of their popularity kind of lines up because let's let's face it like mortal kombat you, you might argue like it was probably the most popular when it first came out, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. mid-90s type thing. And for some of these franchises that we'll get to is like, that's when they were also kind of peaking in popularity and stuff. So it, it makes sense. But I love this list, but I also, it makes me a bit sad. And here's why. So offline, Michael and I have been talking about, I'm really bummed. The only way currently on consoles to go, if you don't already own it, to go play Mortal Kombat 9 or Mortal Kombat, the, which is part of this reboot trilogy. It's the first part of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only way to play it right now is through PS Now. Uh, you can't buy it on either of the digital storefronts really? on, on the systems. Um, oh. I mean, you might be able to find a physical I mean, yeah, version. The, the Vita one is there for some reason. The, the Vita is there. But for me, this is the perfect opportunity. Take this new trilogy, the reboot trilogy. Bring us Mortal Kombat Trilogy 2, baby. Yes. But the But it would have to include all the DLC characters because the DLC is amazing. And that's probably why I was like... Maybe that's why you can't find nine anywhere is they couldn't get some of the rights to DLC characters or something. Yeah, they still had a vanilla edition. I know I've downloaded both. Um, There's X and XL. Or wait, no, nine. That's ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because nine was on previous. I just bought XL for like six dollars on sale. Yeah, XL you can find no problem. It has has way more DLC characters. It's nine, though, is the one that's hard to find for some reason. Yeah. And if you get nine, uh, get it on PS3 because uh, Kratos is a free guest character, and he is actually a lot of fun to play with and might have made this list if it weren't for our decision to just focus on the movie and TV characters. Yeah, it, that's, it makes me very happy that characters who don't have their own games can be themselves in Mortal Kombat yeah. when they <laughs> yeah. when they pick the right... And I, yeah, I've always said whatever Matt was going for. I I want Mortal Kombat Ultimate, a collection from the... A collection of the first three games with all the DLC characters, please mm. smash yeah. it up for me. Yeah, the second give us trilogy two because it it is actually actually to go back to the movie. My one problem I did have with the movie is like the Mortal Kombat game stories are loads better. They're just way better. Like if they would have just yeah. reshot the Mortal Kombat nine story, I would have been totally yeah. happy well, with that as a movie. That's the thing that they. I, I think we've said before on here that the last three. 
Mortal Kombat games, their story modes have been like the best three Mortal Kombat movies ever shot. Yeah, yeah. I'd say just, I'd say even the like some of the best fighting game stories, like in fighting games in general, yes. which is you know not a high bar, but I mean they are legitimately good. Oh, come on, Tekken Seven had a good story mode. We've talked about oh, this, Anthony. Man. Tekken Seven story mode's good, <laughs> but but I mean, like those those fighting or the story modes in the last three Mortal Kombat games have basically been like very long cutscenes that whenever there's an action scene, then you play it, and that's fine. Like they're they're good enough that that that's that feels rewarding. That's a fun way yeah. to play and experience the yeah. universe. Yeah, so. yeah, and I, it's uh, at times I'm just like, I I didn't like. The Cole character, because I've we've talked on the show, I just don't like these, hey, you're the audience surrogate character. You have to be here to for people who don't know what's going on. I'm like, look, if you're watching a Mortal Kombat movie, you kind of know what's going on. Like, yeah. and Or you don't even need to. It's just a movie about a fucking fighting and, tournament that happens between realms. That's all you need to know. I, I felt like they hinted very heavily that he was going to actually become like the avatar of another established character. And yeah. sadly. Well, no. he is important. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say he's related to a key character. They reveal yeah. that kind of toward the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. He- but th- but that's another weird thing to think about. Is it's like, oh, we have to have this audience surrogate character to give you an introduction to the world of Mortal Kombat. But we're going to start everything off in the 17th century with a ninja duel. <laughs> yeah. Explain none of it. It's all subtitled. And it's- again, it's not spoilery because it's the first 10 minutes of the movie, but. The, in the games, he goes back and forth, but for the most part, Sub Zero is a good guy. Like I would regard him as as a good guy in, it, well, in the movie. You, I, I think you could say the old like Sub Zero is actually two brothers. The yeah, older yeah, yeah. one is the bad one who became Noob Saibot, and the younger one is the more good good hearted one who becomes a hero yes. over the course of the series. Yes, yeah. yeah, but in this yeah in the movie he is he's just straight up yeah. villain. Like well, it's, it's Bihan. It's the one. It's the evil one. Evil. Man, but, you just you just take Enter the Dragon and add wizards and and violence. That's yeah, all yeah. you need. Yeah, that's <laughs> but it's it also is. weird that like in a movie with Goro, Sub Zero is the big bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot Goro was in the movie for a yes, second. Yes, exactly. You said that. <laughs> wow, and that was a big deal in the '95 movie. Yeah, that that shit looks so goddamn good. Goro from the 1995 movie. It's one of the best pieces of practical effects i have ever seen yeah it looks so yeah. cool to this day. yeah was that, was that a jim henson thing was that like the jim i don't henson? know i should look that up i didn't i never knew who made that that uh puppet because it's it has some of the worst cg in history but that that goro is mostly a, a model a puppet and he looks amazing mm-hmm. i think i remember yeah. seeing like an sd broadcast of the movie like on a 4k tv and like for whatever reason the frame rate was sped up to a ridiculous degree and it just Dude. it looked Ooh. like wow it's like if a mexican soap opera had scorpion throwing uh, the spear out of his hand <laughs> it's yeah. that, that weird low quality video yeah i was like how do you say get over here in spanish i couldn't translate it fast off my head Benaki. <laughs> You sure you weren't watching it with like motion smoothing on to make it look that, like that a home was video? probably it exactly. <laughs> uh, interpolated frames, yes. Uh, all right, but uh, Mortal Kombat's best guest characters, according to us, top five. We'll get into it right after this. Yeah. 
do you like video game apocalypse in 30 2010 well the laser time patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash laser time we've taken a month's worth of 30 2010s games from 30 20 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts michael raparas and matthew allen from video game apocalypse and with our combined three decades plus in the games industry we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month here's a recent sample I'd never heard of Metal Walker that the cover makes it look like Kirby, but it is perhaps Capcom's one and only first ever billiards-based RPG, and I'm like, that sounds stupid. Then I looked at it in action, and it was fucking rad. No, why is it called Metal Walker? I did an image search for it, and it's a bunch of metal walkers for uh, senior citizens. Well, I I looked into this just a little bit, and and yeah, it's, it's sort of like Pokemon crossed with billiards in that, like, you you uh, recruit and and have like a stable of these little uh, circular robots, and then you can like make them say like, okay, I want this guy to move this way across the arena, and he's going to bounce off this wall and bounce into an enemy. It's like you're hitting him with a pool cue. You can you can make him hit yeah. an enemy. You can make them knock enemies into the walls or other areas, or enemies into other enemies. And a little upset we didn't get the Japanese name though. Roaring Chronicle Metal Walker GB and colon. Steel friendship. <laughs> wow, that was, that was those were like three Troy Blaclore movies, like right in there. <laughs> Steel friendship. Steel friendship. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the thirty twenty ten video games edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash laser time in exchange for just five bucks and you'll support all of the laser time shows including video game apocalypse right guys and we're back to talk about what the five most definitive best mortal kombat characters star wars pinball that guy didn't get paid well he did but uh you guys you guys saw that he got got his day oh yeah he got his one day Mm -hmm. right yeah, that, that you know what extra, his name is? What is his, his name, name? Is he's probably dead now. He, if he participated in the big, the great Josh fight of twenty twenty one, it was from the Mortal Monday commercial, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. The guy who screamed Mortal Kombat recently resurfaced with an interview and uh, revealed that he got paid like yeah one one day of whatever extras make, like, yeah. like three fifty or something to become like an immortal less, I believe, part of the then. series. Oh, back then, what extras made him one day? Uh, maybe $100 if he was lucky. Like, I also just realized recently, I was reading an article about that song, and it was credited to a group called the Immortals at the time. Mm-hmm. But Uh-oh. it was like the members of Lords of Acid, which yep, makes yes. so much sense now. Yeah, it was and, It was like the the two guys, like Pragacon and the other one, not with Nikki Van Leerop, but like they just split off and made a new group so that they could hide their shame. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, Chinese ninja warrior! Oh, Come so on, good. we got to close that with ten. Yeah, <laughs> and that they just like they just got like brief character bios for each character, and like that's all they knew, and so they just wrote the songs based on that. And they did it like in a week or two, like something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was just totally phoned in. But uh, Lords of Acid songs aren't hard to write. Sorry, hey, Fair look, point. I spent a lot of drug days listening to those those people. I can mm-hmm. I can lash out. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, let's get started with number five. Number five. <laughs> 
the the hint is in the fountain of blood at the end. As the oh, spider... see, I thought the hint was in kind of like the the effect on his voice. He sounded like he was maybe in the dream world or something Ooh, like that. Could yeah, be. yeah. So who's this? Is that, is that Freddy? This is Freddy Krueger. Is, is Ash and Evil Dead finally? When is that going to happen? You know, he. I, I was reading about that. Apparently, he was like one of the first ones that was leaked. But uh, it's been held up in like legal trouble ever since then. So Ugh. it's like it might never happen. It might happen someday. Like a deal was made, but then I know I it fell I, 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 I think I got an email with it's like at the bottom was copyright Armor Your Darkness, copyright Universal. I'm like, well, that's not something you should put in your email with an unannounced character. Mm. Um, and and then and then Bruce Campbell went to the trouble of saying, I can confirm. I am not playing Ash from Evil Dead in Mortal Kombat. Like, but he's playing Ash from Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was the copyright in the email. And this is like three years ago. <laughs> oh, Where is he? I, I think this is a character that routinely winds up at the bottom of favorite lists. So I need to explain this a little bit. He was the first one to do this. That's significant. Even though... He's not all that fun to play as, even though it's the Jackie Earl Haley version, even though they got Robert Englund into a recording booth and all they asked him to do was this. It's just grunts. It's just grunts and laughter. How do you waste him? How do you not have him do any of his iconic jokes or lines at all? I don't know. How do you not at least have him grunt out bitch? Like 20 20 variations of bitch. No, every every bitch costs (laughs) $25,000. Friendship, bitch. Yeah. Bitchality. I I forgot until I looked at videos today that it was the Jackie Earl Haley version. And I was like, man, that's really unsettling because I'm expecting to see the old school Robert England. Yeah. Yeah. And this one doesn't have much of a nose. Yeah, not the shrunken testicle Jackie Earl Haley yeah. version. Yeah. But don't like. But still, he's he's got some cool moves. He can. Uh, he's got he's got two bladed gloves instead of just one. He can right. throw the bladed wait, so, gloves. He can make blades come up from well, the ground. Wait, going, going back, like for, it's, it's kind of the first Mortal Kombat with DLC. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, I think and, maybe some of the other ones had some sort of DLC, maybe not. Well, no, I mean, I the other ones the were, were on 360. This was yeah. Xbox 360 was kind of the start of downloadable content, you know? Yeah, because the, the, the game that they made before this was MK versus DC, but everything oh, else right. that was more oh, combat yeah, was right. like yeah. on PS2 yeah. generation, so yeah. yeah. And yeah, Armageddon, I think, was when we, they closed the storyline, then you had that one MKDC dalliance. Uh, it, but, but Freddy is the first, and if you're, you know, like me and you're obsessed with, like, Mortal Kombat and the last Freddy movie are like a few months apart. Like that that's what I was super into back then. I always wanted to play a Mortal Kombat type of game with Freddy and it was the first time they allowed that to happen and I think anything you're thankful for that we talk about next it, it, Freddy deserves the credit because uh there wasn't a lot of hoops to jump because at that point they were owned by the same company. Um Warner uh, Brothers well, yeah, I mean, if it was that, that, I was also wondering, like, is is the reason we don't have nine because it wasn't yet WB? Maybe it was still technically Ooh. midway. I, I remember point. writing about it when he was announced and, and Warner Brothers ha- definitely owned it by then. OK, by the time he, he was announced, I don't know if it was from the beginning. I don't remember the WB logo. No, I think they owned it. At that it was a yeah, new line movie. The reboot. It was it was a new the- line. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Line, New Line is uh, owned by Warner Brothers as well. So oh, okay. there was no, nothing to really negotiate, and all of a sudden we get to see Freddy do what we've always wanted to see him do, which he'd never fucking done in a video game. Well, which actually, think... he'd never really done it in a movie. Because what I was going to point out is like maybe one of the reasons he always is at the lower end of these lists is when you think of Freddy and how he terrorized these kids and stuff, it was always this creative dream world attack. Like, I'm going to turn you into a video game, bitch. I'm going to mm-hmm. turn you into a roach and step You're on you. The, the WWE soaked Freddy versus Jason. Which yeah, is that's, the, that's the time where he actually yes. is like, Lots I'm just punches. fighting with my claw. Like, yeah. he, well, he that, didn't do that that much in his movie. If he's not in the dream world, then he loses most of his powers. You're right. So, yeah. um, that movie rules, by the way. Yeah, this is also cool for that game because he also was like, like you said, it set the tone for other characters, and you're wondering like, well, if they can bring Freddy, what can they do next? Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. But yeah, like like I said, you know, Freddy doesn't do so well. I mean, he holds his own well enough outside of the dream world, but uh, given the choice, he'd he'd really rather go back, which is pretty clearly established by this bit from his ending. Freddy Krueger's bladed hands tore through Shao Kahn. The demonically enhanced weapons had been more than a match for the Emperor's dark magic. No Freddy had saved Earthrealm. Nightwolf recognized him as an evil spirit, and in a shamanistic ritual, sent him back to the Dream Realm. But that decision proved ruinous. Freddy did not resist. He welcomed a return to immortality. From the Dream Realm, he will again create a nightmare in Earthrealm. I, I just had to throw in that tortured bit at the end, Nightmare in Earthrealm. That's the next Every. title. Regardless of what you think about the character plays, there is no better babality. That's true. There is no better <laughs> babality. <laughs> Freddy wins babality. Yeah, is it, he he disappears in a puff, and there's like an old timey baby carriage, and you look inside, and it's just like a teddy bear with claw marks, and then f- baby Freddy pops up and like swipes at you with his claws. But it's, and laughs. it's the Dream Child uh, carriage. How is it? Oh, yeah. wow. oh right. that's, I'm not. That's that's what, that was my entry entry point to the series. So I obsessed over that movie a little more than practically anybody. But uh, yeah, th- I thought that was brilliant. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's also kind of fun going back and playing Mortal Kombat 9 because it's sort of inconsistent over the last three games whether or not, like, people's bodies show persistent damage as they're fighting. And that's one where, like, huge chunks of skin get ripped off of people. And, and so, like, yeah, Freddy can be, like, all torn up by the end of the match more so than usual. Um, yeah. Do y'all remember a very uh, kind of like a Mortal Kombat spinoff on the original Xbox? And I think maybe Ed Boon broke off and made it. It started with a T, but the idea was that I think the characters would actually take damage and, like, if you had a broken arm, you'd keep fighting or something. Mm-hmm. It seems like something they kind of did with this, but you just have scars. But it was a really weird game, and I remember at the time, like, one of the creators split off made his own fighting game. Mm, I'm trying to, is it Tao Feng? Yes, the that was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that, that game. That seemed now. like yeah. such a cool idea, and then all the reviews were terrible, so I didn't touch it. Wasn't that an either. Xbox exclusive? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Like, original, like, first Xbox. Yeah, OG. Yeah. It seems like this is, like, a cooler way to do that, where they just kind of have the damage, and they show scars and stuff as they keep fighting. 
Yeah. So, so what other signature attacks or fatalities did Freddy have? Because there's so much to mine. You could turn him into a TV yeah. and pull someone into well, the TV. No, no, he doesn't do anything that cool. He he has a thing where he he stabs them a few times with his claws and then drags them into a crater, and then the crater turns into a fountain of blood that just does not stop until you advance to the next screen. Or he conjures a like a giant boiler and just kicks them inside and, and watches them burn to death for a second before slamming the door closed and their arm gets caught in the door and falls off. So So like from the boiler room, like that that's yes. what they came up with? Yeah. And I'm assuming yeah. the fountain yeah, of blood is the Johnny Depp death, right? When Here comes get ready for the power glove. You can throw your glove, mm-hmm. uh, all this dope shit. Yeah. Put your enemies to sleep. Yeah, but but you can't like it. It doesn't have like half of his abilities, and I think it's it's kind of again based off that Jackie or Haley reboot, which was a bit more quote unquote grounded in reality. I guess. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Freddy's officially a molester now. Mm-hmm. I loved it when he was just a child murderer. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a weird hybrid decision to have Jackie uh, Jackie Earl Haley's face, but then Robert yeah. English's voice. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you have to imagine that was like a mandate from the studio. Like it's got to be the new one. That's the one we're pimping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay, you can have Robert England, but don't credit him or let him say anything. <laughs> like I can't yeah, understand no. why else you bother. Not paying Rorschach to talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, Freddie made that initial splash that made. The rest of these possible. Number four. Guns, magic, you can't just choose? I can go both ways. Well, that explains the fetish wear. Oh, who's this? <laughs> I have the brain the size of David. Jupiter. I ain't nobody's fourth Ghostbuster. <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> yes, Spawn with, with the voice of Keith David, which counts for a lot on this show. We're big uh, Keith David Keith, fans around here. Keith motherfucking David, please, show he, some respect. He's... He's the best, man. I love Keith David. Yeah. Oh, Spawn's kind of interesting because I mean he's also been in Soul Calibur as a guest yeah. character. He kind of jumps around yeah. in the different you know franchises. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was in Soul Calibur. Shit, no, he didn't have his own fighting game, but it, he, he had a couple of back... his own shitty games back in the the Dreamcast they, but... PS One era. Yeah, I I don't think Keith David had done his voice for like fifteen years. No, and I thought that was brilliant casting because Keith David. Is will be in any game. Uh, what a brilliant decision, <laughs> I guess. Did he do the voice of the HBO series? Yes, that... yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he, he has quite a few great lines here, such as "I'll turn you inside out, ass first, clown." Talking to Joker, I think what really clinched it for me was like he's he's just a lot of fun to play as. Like that cape does a lot of stuff. Like a lot of his punches are just him like throwing the cape at people. Uh, and his his fatal blow, like the X-ray move you hold down, like or, or push uh, LT and RT together, is just fucking awesome. Like he jumps up into the air, spreads his cape, and his cape is full of guns, like. Like one of those, uh, you know, fake watch dealers that, like, they open their coat. It's, it's like <laughs> sure, tons of fake yeah, Rolexes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and, like the Resident Evil, uh, like, what are you buying? But if he had nothing but, like, a Matrix ton of yeah, guns. and they were coat. all pointed at his opponent. And, uh, yeah, just and just the, the amount of damage that gets dealt by these moves, like, yeah, immediately just rains down hellfire. A bullet clearly goes through the opponent's eye in slow motion, comes up the back of their head. They're fine, by the way. They're always fine afterward. 
And like I, I remember like the the ridiculousness and the over the topness of those moves in particular and the amount of damage that these fighters sustain and get up afterward. Like by the time Mortal Kombat eleven rolled around, it was just like the the only way this makes any goddamn sense is if they're all instantly healing. They're cartoon characters. Everybody's basically friends at this point. They just love ripping the shit out of each other and then like, oh, back to normal. We live in Valhalla apparently. Yeah, There's I mean you always had to suspend your disbelief for Mortal Kombat oh, games. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Especially when they started adding like through the skin dismemberment and yes. mid-match. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's stuff in Mortal Kombat 11 that they call now fatal blows, but those would have been fatalities in any other oh, yeah. part of the series. Yeah. And now it's just and, like it takes off a chunk of your health and then you get back up. Yeah, and, and by 11 they got to that point where like the intro scenes for each character, they have custom dialogue depending on who you're fighting. So Spawn will say one thing to Joker, but he'll say something totally unique to like a whole different character. Mm -hmm. And by this time in the franchise, they've done it with everybody. It's kind of like a nice little touch there. Yeah. yeah. For example, I'm king of hell. And I'm queen shit of fuck mountain. Uh, somebody's clearly a Mr. <laughs> Show fan. <laughs> Why would you fuck with me? Uh, yeah. Um, but again, another character that makes sense because he kind of has this demonic angle mm -hmm. that, that a lot of these, these Mortal Kombat characters do. Oh, I'm from this demon realm, this hell realm or whatever. And it's like, yeah, they, they can easily explain how Spawn would fit into... I mean, Mortal Kombat can do this because it's like, yeah, we have all these alternate realms, so we can bring in anyone from any time that we yeah. want. You know? we, we, we had a portal. A portal did it. <laughs> it's good enough portal. for every Japanese game. We got a portal. Uh, yeah, and, and this is... Well, they, they at least with some of these try to forge some connections for example spawn's whole deal is that uh his his version of hell gets invaded by revenants from netherrealm so he teams up with a couple of other mortal Kombat characters to solve this problem they were being hunted by my new friends call them fire and ice they argue constantly which is why i usually like to roll solo but when it comes to killing demonic assholes, these guys don't flinch. Yeah. His ending in the, the arcade mode is he teams up with Scorpion and Sub-Zero to hunt demons. It's great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got the chain thing similar to Scorpion anyway. Yeah. 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 No, those chains get a lot of get a lot of use in this. Like, it's, it's like he does some Hellraiser shit with his fatalities. Like, he'll... Uh, you know, wrap his, his cape around someone's head and lift them up and then just like send all the chains out to grab various parts and tear them to pieces. It's, uh, I am giddy just that we're talking about this. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is so great. <laughs> Combat guest characters. So funny. Made of necroplasmic goo. Who's even thought about Spawn since the 90s? Come on. He's going to be in a new movie with Jamie Foxx, directed by Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Uh, I was going to say, that's who's thought wait, of him wait, a lot really? since McFarlane the was directing the, the movie? The action yeah, figure magnate? Like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> action figure magnate. You know, I mean, when, yeah. when, they, when they added Spawn's MK11, it was probably the first time I had thought of him in years. I can't yeah. remember the last time I thought of Spawn, actually. I bought, I bought his 300th issue. That was the last experience I'd had of Spawn, and I had no idea what was happening. He burned very brightly for mm -hmm. a few years there, and then it was just nothing, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also yeah. weird because I, re I remember, like, back in the day, Spawn was all about, like, creator-owned characters, and, like, McFarlane, I think, wrote, like, a whole uh, comic book about, like, how important it is for creators to own their characters, 
And now he's like, is, did he self-spawn to WB? <laughs> like, no, I, did he? No, I don't think I, so. I don't and like think. Angela is, is like official part of Marvel Comics Angela, canon now, That's because he was, Angela, listen to Laser Time's uh, episode on, shit, I forget what we called it, but uh, when characters change hands. Mm, yeah. But Angela was created by Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. And, uh, Never mind and Todd McFarlane like, yeah, well, you create your own character and then you own him. And then, like, a couple years later, Neil Gaiman's like, you haven't given me any of the money from any of these collected editions. And, uh, oh, that's because we own it now. And, like, uh, not the paper we signed. So he eventually lost Angela. And Angela was <laughs> in the uh, comic book Age of Ultron. It ends with Wolverine and Sue Storm seeing the universe rip open. And Angela from Spawn flies in where she would battle the Guardians of the Galaxy. What uh, the hell? Saw. That sounds like and a fever Tony dream. Danza was there, and he just goes, Angela! Angela! <laughs> very awkward. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great seeing Spawn again, and it's it's such a detailed... Like, all of these, except maybe Freddy, all of these recreations of characters are, like, extremely detailed, lavish, very true to what the characters are. And, you know, yeah, Spawn is great. He's got With that... the voice... From the HBO series, which is really my favorite mm-hmm. spawn. Yeah, yeah. I and we, that. if you think I about it, we hadn't seen this spawn in this detailed, like three D model ever, right? Because it was probably, if you look back at the Spawn movie, like this is way better quality than like even that stuff. Oh, you know, absolutely. In terms of- <laughs> this is the coolest spawn has looked since the animated show. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and and it's it's also weird because like. So Mortal Kombat 11 has all these unlockable costumes and gear that you can earn. And so you can have like the the way that Spawn looks by default in the game where he's, he's like all weird and wrinkly and like his, his necroplasmic flesh or whatever is on full display. And then you can have like the old school Spawn that looks like he's wearing like a, a nylon body stocking or something and looks more like the action figures from the 90s. He looks like fucking Robin all the time. Sure. (laughs) With spikes. (laughs) Yeah. With spikes. Robin with fetish. And and Bane's mask. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to play as. But if you want to talk about fun recreations of characters, especially ones from movies, uh, this this one is near to my heart. Number three. That's how he enters every fight. Who is it? Here comes the Jace Jace. Yeah. <laughs> Jason fucking Voorhees as a, a character in Mortal Kombat 10. They, they kind of, I guess, up the ante from, from Freddy and 9 and like, let's have Jason and Leatherface. Again, I thought it was more impressive because they, they had to reach outside of their own internal portfolio. Like they had to sign contracts mm-hmm. and like it, this, uh, this is much more unprecedented than having a character owned by your company in the game. And now uh, is Jason the only classic horror villain that isn't in Dead by Daylight because he had his own basically version of Dead by Daylight? Oh, damn. Yeah, he yeah, probably and, is. And a bit of lawsuit action, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only reason I, I'm, I'm not, like, more blown away by Jason being in this is because the, there is a good Friday the 13th game. Jason's the only guest character have a have a good, bloody, I don't Double two point five A game. <laughs> that game uh, rules. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't need yeah, to be triple because it. it's multiplayer it. only. It's it's so good. Only the only thing about this is like, man, if we could have had Freddy and Jason in the same game, yes, yeah. I know. Just I know. just just barely missed each other. I'm That's telling the real Anthony, reason I want a trilogy game. I just, trilogy two, baby, yeah. get them in there, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That'd be great. That would be so great. Uh, but but Jason is it just I think played perfectly. He has that lumbering movement that Kane Hodder popularized when he was playing the character, and uh, he he enters every scene. He's either pulling a Boeing like a hunting knife out of his neck casually, like oh I forgot this was there. Hang on, let me throw it away. Or or he's like dragging some spring breaker with a machete through her head. He comes in three variations. Mortal Kombat 10 was kind of the beginning of like, we'll let you choose from different character builds. And Jason mm. has like, he has the default slasher mode with where he has a machete. And it differs very much from the other two, but uh, sounds like this. Like, like a fight with Jason should sound. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens if you go against Jason. You get slashed and pummeled into, into a pulp. He also has a, a couple of other modes. There's one where uh, I think it's called Relentless, where he can teleport and he can confuse like the other player's button inputs so they they do the wrong thing. And he has one where he will rise from from the grave like when you when you score a killing blow he'll get struck by lightning and just pop right back up again and i i love so back to the relentless mode i love that we have now canonized that jason has the ability to teleport both in this game and in the in the friday the 13th game like Mm -hmm. it's like it's a thing that you always just had to explain away like it's physically impossible for him to get there without teleporting. And now in games, they're no. like, yeah, he can teleport. Yeah, like- it's because he's so good at horror. <laughs> well, my, my, my friends and I, when we were watching movies as kids, we're like, how could you possibly do that? Well, there's clearly two of them with walkie-talkies, right? And they're just hiding. There's yeah. got to be the only way. <laughs> it's like Scream. It's actually two killers. <laughs> She's yeah. heading your way. Step outside the cabin now. Mm-hmm. It's Bugs Bunny versus that turtle or a more current reference. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> and, and what I what I love if uh, you've seen all the Jason movies, um, he, when he dies, he can be struck by lightning and brought back to life, mm-hmm. like in six. Yeah. And uh, one of his fatalities is the sleeping bag murder from yes. from ten. They even got yeah. some Jason X shit in there. And I have that clip. Jason wins fatality. It's a little messed up, though, because he just, like, grabs them by the leg and slams them on the ground, which, you know, any Mortal Kombat character should be able to get up from that. But then he, like, drags them away and they, like, leave part of their arm stuck to the ground. Right. And every time he slams them, they lose more body parts until he's just left holding a leg. Was it Jason X? Is that the one where he freeze, freezes the person's face and yes. then shatters it on the counter? Yep. That yeah. that is a Mortal Kombat fatality. Like when you see that yeah. scene, you're like, oh, they're they're just copying I, from. I feel Mortal like Sub Zero has done that. Uh, I like think on so. A few occasions. I think so. He's definitely got some kind of version of that. Yeah. yeah. Now we know we stole it from the best, the best Jason movie. I said that to make people mad. <laughs> I I did that on purpose. Roger it's, Ebert hated it's it. Got some memorable kills, mm, you know. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not not a fan. Jason in space, spacing, fine, whatever. <laughs> spacing, <laughs> spacing Voorhees. You know, I think it'd be a cool touch to this because he, he doesn't actually say anything. If they had his mom say stuff to the other characters, yes. or maybe you, yeah. if you heard yeah. his mom speaking on his intro, it would be like a cool touch. But you know, yeah. Although one of his fatalities is called "Kill for Mother," and it's it's the one where he just like chops them in half with a machete. Oh, yeah, so good. 
so nasty. He also, since we're spoiling endings here, um, you know, I, I don't know what your opinions on this are. I think if it's an arcade ending and it doesn't really spoil much about the overall plot, like, who cares? But uh, but Jason's existence in Mortal Kombat is again explained through the Nether Realm. Like Scorpion, Jason Voorhees was a revenant. A vengeful spirit returned to life. Hundreds had fallen victim to his bloodlust. Liu Kang, now ruler of the Nether Realm, took notice. Liu Kang took notice? Yeah, what does that mean? Kang. He saw him, he was like, I want no part of that, and he just walked away? No, he took notice and like, ah, oh, I can use that guy. <laughs> then he like, invites Jason and says like, ah, oh, you work for me, I'll give you all the kills you want. And Jason responds by killing him. Yeah, Liu Kang's just like... <laughs> Hey, um, you're the only Revenant I see with the hockey mask. Mm-hmm. What, what's the deal with the mask? What's yeah. the deal with the hockey mask? Oh, don't don't show me. Okay, no, that's cool. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Keep wearing it. Keep wearing it. Let it go, brother. We're dead. <laughs> As a worm slides out of the eye hole. Yeah. Luke Kang's yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. I'm good. Never mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, forget I asked. Forget I asked. Uh but yeah, it's I, I do feel as much as I feel like it's a missed opportunity not to put him in the same game. As Freddy, like I'm really they, happy. They are, with they are, they are in the mobile. They're both in the mobile version. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I believe. Oh, wow. I forgot they had a mobile version. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, me, me oh, too. Yeah. I don't recommend it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I've played the mobile Injustice game, same studio. It's they're they're all Nether Realm, and it's um, it's amazing what they can let you do with touch controls. But yeah, those games are not. They're not fighting games as much as they are monetization games. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, here, get this power. So even, even though the, the mobile version of Injustice is the version of Injustice you can play in arcades. Yeah, yes. I, oh, There's a version God. in arcades? I didn't yeah, know that it, either. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you can play Injustice in arcades, and it's the mobile version, baby. <laughs> Too much. It's weird. What a strange choice. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move along to this guy a little bit more recent. Number two. And yet somehow not. Under the mask, who are you? You may not like what you are going to see. I must know. Double Peter Wellers with what character? Robocop. Yes. Dead or alive. Robocop might be my favorite edition from Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, he's just this big lumbering man of steel. Like he's a heavy distance fighter. If you get up close with him, like that's a bad strategy. You wanna you wanna use his gun and the Cobra sniper rifle, whatever it's called, uh, to keep people at a distance. He also has a great riot shield move that, like, if somebody tries to attack you while it's up, you get to immediately counterattack them. Once you know how to use him, he's he's a fantastic character. And again, with the level of detail. You maybe can't hear it so well in this clip, but like every move that he makes carries that like whoop, whoop, whoop mm-hmm. robot noise that he does. Yeah, a little, little hard to hear there, but he's got servos that need a servant, man. Yeah. You know, got some hydraulics that need hydraulicizing, mm-hmm. baby. So this is. Got- this character is when I knew, and I, I don't see it on this list, Michael, so edit this out if you put it as your number one, but like this and then Rambo is when I yeah. knew like, oh, Mortal Kombat is full on catering to, bo- not boomers, but they're, yeah. they're catering to like 80s kids. Well, like I, that is the target for this yeah, game series. Somebody now. said when that was announced, like, oh, it's just, it's just Smash Brothers for dads now. 
I'm like, yes. well, I yes. guess I'm probably old enough to be your dad, but you know, okay, yeah, okay, fine. That's... Uh, but I, I, I didn't include Rambo. You better respect me. Yeah, I, I did. I, it, it was, it was kind of a hard decision. I did not include Rambo, but he is voiced and has the likeness of Sylvester Stallone, which no other character can. Well, Peter Weller, I guess, for RoboCop, but somehow that's not as cool as like you got Sylvester they... Stallone to be Rambo in a it... video game. Emphasis they really on have like to, to license like Peter this. Weller's old shin. Yeah, yeah. I guess they did. <laughs> well, he, he, the, the the mask does come off sometimes, especially oh, during right. fatalities. But uh, right. Rambo is very confused about this world and has a lot of questions. Who the hell are you? What's with all the robot parts? You've got six hands, right? In the future, machines are in charge. I'm told you're a god. I've heard you're a freak. So you're a hero, huh? So you're a devil. So you're a vampire. Is it true you've got super speed? So who is this Shao Kahn? What is this Shirai Ryu exactly? So what are you? A mutant? <laughs> he sounds like when Chris gets too drunk on the shows. Like, what is yeah. <laughs> He's just like our he's drunk, not, slurring buddy. He's like, oh, what are you, a mutant? Yeah, male gear. <laughs> and that, that was sounds the... like... That sounds like Sly Stallone doing a Sly Stallone impersonation. Like, <laughs> it probably is. And that was the quickest 15 minutes of ADR he's ever done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you you want me to be more slurry? I could do that. I could do uh, more slurry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more more right. combat. Okay. Uh, uh, Robo, Robocop. Robocop to me, <laughs> Robocop to me is everything that I think about when I think about Mortal Kombat. And like, it's violent. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, it's iconic. Yes. And his very stiff movement to me is the way the games have always felt. Like, yes. They're yes. very, they have their own, like, timing. And not like Street Fighter and, like, 2D fighters where, like, they're stiff and they've gotten faster over the years. But they still have this very, like, like mechanical fighting game. Excellent point, Anthony. Yeah, Mortal Kombat games have always felt very two axes at one time type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Street Fighter games are very fluid. It's you're rolling into moves and stuff. Mortal Kombat's like you're double tapping. Yes, Back some characters forward. do have roll moves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's but it's even the fighting, it feels very almost like on rails. And it, and I'm not knocking it. It's just a very distinct Mortal Kombat feel that they they continue to nail to this day, but like you said, it's just way faster than it used to be, but that was always one of the differences between Mortal Kombat and like Street Fighter. And RoboCop totally fits that bill. It's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense for the, him yeah. to be in a Mortal Kombat game. And, and I love that they they include all of his accessories from the, uh, the the signature pistol to the Cobra to Ed Two O Nine is there to help out for some reason when he does his fatal blow. <laughs> Yeah, at two nine, whoops into frame and just lets loose with cannons and at like the, after- the problem is on tiered stages, Ed two nine just falls down the stairs. So he's <laughs> useless. He can't, can't use well, him. while making sad ET noises. <laughs> Ed two nine was the most terrifying thing to me as a kid until he fell down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then, then for some reason he goes into like four frames per second animation on those stairs. Like, yeah. go back and watch this. This is wonderfully <laughs> creepy stop motion. Um, yeah, what a great movie. But, but I, I've always said if you put a gun to my head, RoboCop is the best movie ever made. And I watch it all the it's time. It's right up there. I, lo- I love it so much. It's super good. It might Actually, be the, according the most to, 80s uh, movie. According to Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington 2 is now the best movie ever made since Citizen Kane slipped slightly. Take that, Orson. <laughs> it only took 
90 years. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> when I, I did learn later in life that RoboCop was, well, the first one was filmed in Dallas, which messes me yeah. up because I've been to Dallas so much. And I definitely noticed parts of the city I've driven by when I watch RoboCop now. It, is it that one or two? Did, wait, did they build a statue to, to him in Dallas? I know there's one coming into Detroit. I, I thought there was a statue in Detroit. There is. Like mm. in real life Detroit, yeah. Yeah, I just I, th- I thought I remember reading for two. <laughs> I had to say real life Detroit, <laughs> but it, wasn't it like uh, like some some group was trying to install it, like a private group or something of people? No, it's, like it's built. I, if, if it's not installed right now, it, it will be soon. Like it's it's all it's all in motion. Okay. The statue's done. Welcome to Motown, home of RoboCop. Yes. I mean, Philly's got a Rocky statue. Why not, right? Never mind that RoboCop in in the fiction of the movie was uh, instituted because Detroit's the worst city ever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But he's also the greatest at shooting dicks. That's true. No oh, so many ass. moves involve shooting dicks. He has, he has at least one fatality and brutality each that involves shooting at or through a dick. Uh, he has he has a move where he he like shoots a, a grenade at somebody, like a rifle grenade, and it like bounces off their forehead, and he tracks it as it flies up into the air and down behind them, and perfectly aims a shot through their crotch to hit the grenade on the other side. <laughs> and so he shoots them in the dick and then makes them explode as he walks away. It's fantastic. He also uh, gets to face off against the Arnold Schwarzenegger faced but not voiced uh, T-800 and uh, gets a nice little callback to a certain media event from the 90s that some of you might remember. What model are you? I'm a cop, Terminator. I am not subject to human law. Haven't we done this before? I have no record of a previous encounter. We have met... I am sure of it. Uh, yeah. Whoa, I forgot there was a RoboCop versus Terminator game. Oh, wasn't yeah. It was a I, game. I, I it was a comic. It was a huge thing. I believe it's it's the last RoboCop game, which is why oh, I love wow. Mortal Kombat guest characters, because who do, there should be a good RoboCop game, and I'm sorry, one of us should probably be the, the people who make it. No one's done it yet. But until that happens, what a fucking cool thing to do yeah. to make him a, a capable Mortal Kombat fighter. Did am I, am I the only one here who didn't hate the movie reboot? Uh, I didn't see it, so... I, I didn't hate the beginning. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, had okay no, I didn't really hate it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was, it was, it was so... The, the opening, the beginning is so close to the subversive vibe of the first film. Because hmm. just there's nothing that is, is more subversive than RoboCop. That's why I always keep it with praise. You can be a... Just a fucking... MAGA, MAGA drinking idiot and enjoy that movie at the basis <laughs> most possible level. Tall, cool, but then you realize it's like it, it's written by a guy who survived the Nazis and hates fascism and like right. over commercialization and shit and he actually has a point and it, 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 there's a, a ton of subversiveness in the original RoboCop. It's a dark comedy uh, with, with punctuated by wonderful violence. Um, you can, I, you can... I I feel like it's not so subtle though. Like if you, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you just just bother looking, you can very clearly see the social commentary in RoboCop. But it's like the people who aren't grokking that, you're like, seriously, motherfucker, like how shallow are you, dude? Like what? I know. Like... I, I look. I lived with a guy, and like he would rewind. He would. We'd watch the we only the X-rated cut, and we watch Ed two hundred nine just obliterate that executive over the model 
And if you haven't seen the X-rated cut, that's the most extended scene. Yeah. It happens for like four extraneous seconds. And then the, his favorite RoboCop was, Bitches leave. <laughs> by, uh, by... Claire Spottiger? Yes, because yeah. that's what he took away from the movie. That's what he thought was awesome. Well, I mean, he was great on that 70s show. Yeah. So. He was. Yeah. And you can uh, you can get you can uh, the, a great cancel when you're fighting RoboCop is just to claim you work for Dick Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the most distracting thing to me in the reboot was his whole like the whole black look. He looked to me like mm. another like like a version of more Cyclops from X Men than RoboCop because yeah, like the red uh, visor sure. and stuff. Yeah. Especially because they opened the movie using like a traditional looking RoboCop outfit. Ah, uh, misdirection. But I, I, I fucking love RoboCop. I'm glad he's in an amazing game. And I love that, like, a lot of the movie characters especially have, like, special animations that play if you win a match but don't execute a fatality or anything. His is that he will uh, pick up the, the his opponent and is like, you're coming with me, and then, like, puts him in cuffs and leans him against the squad car. It's like, oh, he's arresting them. That's That's great. Um, but anyway, let's move along to our final entry. I know that there are a lot of characters in Mortal Kombat who probably chirp like that, but it's more distinctive than you think. The only one that was designed and bred to be a killing machine, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the the aliens or the yes. What, what's the, the actual xenomorph. term for aliens? What's what's xenomorph? Xenomorph. Yeah. xenomorph. But yeah. it's just called the alien in the game, and this this one actually has a little bit of uh, further connection with Mortal Kombat lore, and that uh, again there there were three builds for each character in Mortal Kombat Ten or X, and this one had one that used a lot of Baraka's attacks. And so, as the story goes, this alien came from what was a hybrid with a Tarkatan. Like, it landed in Outworld and infected a Tarkatan and came out with, like, the blade arms and shit, so you can do those moves. There's also a model that can spit acid, and then there's the Conjurer, which, of course, is spelled with a K, which has the uh, the Queen's headpiece and can spawn an egg which can then spawn a, a face hugger and and attack opponents and and freeze them that way and uh that also ties into one of the best brutalities ever if you manage to do that and and defeat your opponent i think with that move there's there's like a special way to do it anyway this happens <laughs> Alien wins. So yeah, a chestburster will pop out of them at the end and then abscond, run away. And again, I'm not sure if it does this by default or if there's a special thing that you have to do, but uh, certain characters' facial traits will carry over onto <laughs> the alien. And like, for example, the, the predator will have like the, the, the weird tusks, but also Kung Lao, his, his chestburster will have a little hat uh, Johnny Cage's has sunglasses. <laughs> Jason's has the hockey mask. Uh, it's I it's think, like those little guys in in Bloodborne. You know, you yeah. can give them the hats, the funny mm-hmm. hats, and the graveyards. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a twisted version of Kirby. Yeah, the ninja ones have the little masks. <laughs> so, uh, it's adorable. Yeah, it's, it is adorable. Weirdly enough, um, but but like the alien is just a lot of fun to use. It's a very 
agile character. It's a character with a lot of reach. That tail really goes places that you probably wouldn't want it to. It, <laughs> again, can spit acid real good, and, and it's it's just devastating. But I kind of want to split this this entry between the alien and another alien that arrived. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah, at yes. the same yes. time. It's my boy, the Predator, killing someone with his plasma caster. Hell yes. Yeah. That's your boy? That's your boy? I guess. <laughs> You're, you're friends with it. Was it a Yucha? Yucha. Yucha. I mean, I'd rather be friends with him than be on the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I guess so. Yeah, I, I, I want to be like Danny Glover at the end of two, where it's kind of like respect, bro. Like respect. Yeah, you you respect. fought one of us off. I think it was maybe ten, fifteen years ago where I actually like really looked at the the Predator costume prop for the first time and realized like he's basically a member of Guar. Like yeah, he's, it is he's just wearing like fishnets. a cod piece and fishnets and a monster mask. <laughs> it's like that's like every yeah. member of Guar. It's one of the many reasons Jean Claude Van Damme did not work in that role. Yeah, yeah. My oh, assumption yeah, was the yeah. fishnet was a camouflage thing, like you could put mm. some foliage in there and stuff. It's like a, that ninja mesh that you always see in anime. That <laughs> you always see in anime. Kind of Chainmail. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know if we'll ever get Mortal Kombat trilogy ultimate because. As of now, these characters rest in the hands of Uncle Mickey. These are now Disney yeah. characters. Ooh, yeah, that's both right. of them. That's yeah. true. But they are still but available the... for sale. So, and, yeah, and like, what is what are the, what are you going to do? Not use them mm. and not sell? Of course, you should. And the, the, the and and again, they were in the same game. Unlike Jason and Freddy, these were both in X yeah. or Ten, whichever you want to call it. And yeah. so you got a good Alien versus Predator game after quite a drought of those games to be honest with you yeah so they had a ton of aliens versus predator games oh, throughout yeah. like the years like on the old school consoles i, I did i played yeah. at least one or two versions like on game oh, yeah, the pc the pc games are regarded as like classics you know because PC games are great the way mm -hmm. forward D ds game is great i think a couple of the sega games are very very good Isolation there was a good arcade game. Do you remember the AVP oh, yeah, arcade yeah. game? So there are at least five games that are just called Alien vs. Predator, and they're all completely yeah. different. Yes. <laughs> There's the Super Nintendo one, which is just kind of a mediocre Final Fight clone. There's the arcade one. There's the Atari Jaguar one. There's the original PC one. There's the, the reboot that came out for Xbox 360 and PC a few years back. Uh, yeah. You know who gets no credit for it? Who? Dark Horse. Uh, the oh, comics yeah. are the, yeah. they're the ones who did it they get no credit they don't have the license anymore that original story sell. and script never got adapted yep. into a movie yep it's a fucking bummer mm -hmm. and like it, it is, it's a real bummer because those the, are cool comics that lasted for decades the most that they well the closest they got to like the original story was when they did the first AVP the PG-13 one Mm -hmm. The most they did was have that character hunt with the predator, kind of, but it was nothing like the kind. Of. That That's the one I worked on. That's <laughs> a marketing on the marketing team that was so I, bad. I I liked that that movie even happened, but then when Requiem came out and it was actually like rated R and bloody, I was like, okay, that's kind of what we thought the first one. That's that's the one where I tell uh, the way I knew if Fox thought a movie was going to be big or not is um if the premiere was on the studio lot that was a not going to be big oh. and that that had oh, its premiere wow. on the studio lot what i saw it the minute it came out on psp <laughs> <laughs> hey there's 
There's also uh, I can't remember the name of the game, the Predator game that came out maybe a year or two ago. It's yeah, oh, Hunting uh, Grounds, multiplayer, Predator Hunting yeah. Grounds. Yeah. It's basically Similar Dead by Daylight like, again, right? Yeah, well, it's, like, it's, yeah, like it's, the yeah. Friday Thirteenth game, but you know where you get either you play as Predator or you're the team hunting the Predator. It's the Friday the Thirteenth devs because they had to move on to a license that they could keep working on, and so they shifted over to Predator. That's right. Yeah, and uh, and Predator like every other character here has an absolutely ridiculous ending. And I thought this was much sillier than the alien ending. So I wanted to play an excerpt from that. With the power of sorcery, the predator was unstoppable and decimated the whole world single-handedly. He had become the apex predator. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Truly, the Predator was an apex legend. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've always been fascinated by, like, the lore of Predators is just that they're a hunting culture that wants to prove how badass they are by hunting the most deadly creatures in the Mm -hmm. universe. Like, that's it. I'm no different from uh, Wayne LaPierre, Donald Trump Jr. I just want to stick my gun in the face. Yeah, they're like like the CEO of Jimmy John's over here. And and you have to wonder, it's like, okay, so do they have, like, an entire class that who's who's dedicated to, like, researching and developing and manufacturing all their technology? Do they just steal it from other cultures? Like, or is this just, like, they, they actually have a complex civilization and this is just what they do on weekends it's their hunger games man didn't you see requiem no Fuck. i thought they're oh, yeah, like yeah. alien versions of the spartans you know they're just mm-hmm. ready to start some shit and end some shit yeah i'm pretty sure the comics do delve into that and they explain the relationship with the xenomorphs and their whole yeah why they beef basically mm-hmm. Well, it's like, uh, I think in one of the Dark Horse storylines, like, they drop the aliens on a planet to breed yeah. so that they can go and hunt them. That's what I was saying. Yeah, they, they when I said the Xenomorphs are bred, it's like, yeah, the Predators in at least that fiction is like, they kind of designed them to be the ultimate thing for them to hunt. You know, it's yeah. like, and then that's kind of been undone because now, thanks to Prometheus, we know that the yeah, I thought they were shitty. done by putting polywogs in a lady's eye yeah. and then sticking. <laughs> no, the only polywogs were the stupid. ones that made uh, Freddy. Apparently, I was I was really hoping one of his attacks were the three little claymation oh, the little three D sperm from the yeah. last movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prometheus, another thing I forgot about until this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're all about the old references here, which is why we got these clips of uh, Carl Weathers with his jack skin. There's two of us. Only going to be one in a minute. I'm too old for this shit. That's not even your line, Carl. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's there. Does he does he do a thing where he does the handshake with someone and he shows the super strong arms? You know the. No, that that's copyrighted, but they were able to get him to do the high five from Toy Story Four. Yeah, he, your kids will get. He that doesn't. One. He doesn't really seem to do a lot of like Carl Weathers stuff. It's just his likeness and his voice <laughs> in place of Jacks. He's just playing Jacks. What is Carl Weathers stuff even like other than Rocky? I'm like, what? Brother, Action Jackson you and A and B stuff? together like, and do quarter circle forward? You got a stupid. <laughs> I just keep thinking of him in Arrested Development and giving acting classes. Yeah. Also Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Or or uh, Happy Gilmore. Mando. Yeah. He could shoot his wooden hand at people. Or Predator, yeah. which is why they put him in there. I, we know. Yeah. Although he doesn't have any special greeting when he, he meets the Predator. He's just like, all right, let's do this. Like, what? Come on, say something predatory. I don't know. Is is there a special interaction between the predator and the alien when they meet on the battlefield? Like a, 
Not eyes. a lot of talking, I'm guessing. Shriek. I mean, yeah, neither yeah, of them really talk, so. I think Predator comes out of his invisible cloak thing and, like, scans the, like, uh, the heat around the alien and sees, like, the alien form and then yeah. he sees him form but, into, like... But a, he does that for everybody. I don't think they really did this, the tailored interactions until Mortal Kombat 11. No, I think you just didn't pull the sound clip. They both look at the camera and go, Paul W.S. Anderson sucks. And then they begin fighting. It's, it's weird. And just look and say, that sure was an alien versus predator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but they also have the cool, like, again, the movie characters especially have their own little victory screens if you don't kill your opponent. Um, I didn't mention Leatherface. He does his, his little sadness dance from the end of the first Chainsaw Massacre movie. But the alien and the predator, if you don't kill your opponent yourself, they will do it for you. The predator will just walk up and straight up rip the spine and skull out of his prone opponent and then display it on a shelf in his ship. And uh, if they've got, you know, a somewhat weird skull, like uh, if they've got extra teeth like Melina or whatever, that will be reflected in the skull, which is neat. Um, He'll even take another predator's skull, man. And of course, the aliens. And the alien, meanwhile, will truss up his opponent and uh, you'll get to see a neat little scene with a chestburster popping out. Which, except for, like, the the predator with the, the tusks again, doesn't usually have, like, hats or anything like that. Like with the other move. but uh, Oh, I love a good Spaceballs reference. <laughs> <laughs> it also has a fatality where the... the Queen shows up and spears them and then just rips them in half like did with Bishop. I think it'd be kind of fitting if Predator rips off uh, Sub-Zero's head and pulls out his spine since Sub-Zero kind of borrowed that move from him. Yeah, yeah. In the first MK. Mm-hmm. Totally does. Can be done. Oh, this was fun. This was fun looking at these characters. It's You know, it's even... Is it question of the week worthy to, to, to ask who you want to be in Mortal Kombat? Yes. Sure. Okay. Let's yeah, I, I, would, I would really love to do that. Uh. Uh. All right. So on that note, uh, we hope you've had as much fun with that top five as we did talking about it. Uh, if not, we'll have some more stuff to talk about after we take a little break, like uh, new releases and news and uh, question of the week stuff. So stay tuned. You Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This is one of those things that feels good, because this is one of those shows I feel like we haven't done in a while. We're just going to talk about one thing, and it's not related to something terrible happening in the world. We're talking cynicism, so it's a perfect segue into what the real topic of today's show is. I thank you for doing doing this, because I we missed it on 302010, but you reminded me not only of a milestone, 
but you did it with a awful, awful promotional video that shouldn't be legal at all. Uh, it's like, <laughs> how did this air on primetime over the air? This giant advertisement with uh, celebrities: Richard Kind, Barry Bostwick, Colin Mockery, and Brad Sherwood talking about the opening of a Disney park. Well, you've got quite a little park here. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is hardly a little park, Mr. Boswick. Disney's California Adventure covers 55 acres and has 22 rides, shows, and attractions. Each one is different. In fact, it's the same size and has an equal amount of attractions as did Disneyland when it opened in 1955. Only different. That is one hell of a qualifier. <laughs> it has as many attractions as this park did 50 years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They they clearly knew what the press was about about that. Part. It's. I, I think. It, to... I think it's still California Adventure to its credit and lack of ambition. It did open. It is theme park to open with the most working attractions. Even though some of those attractions were like required no robotics and like just hire someone to look like a farmer. They were. They were it, very inexpensive. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about that because yeah. were you working there when this this came about? No, I. I was just done real quick though uh, what you guys didn't hear in that clip you can't hear the number of hawaiian shirts visible in, the, in that video <laughs> john lasseter wearing, shows up too to put everyone to shame everyone's wearing hawaiian you shirt, think but, your um, shirt is hawaiian get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time And welcome back to our final segment. We are just blazing through this, so let's not waste any time when I usually would make a joke here about pushing the button, but I'll just go ahead and push the button and not talk about it any further. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 dot 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 is the full title of a game that came out last week, which uh, at least three of us have been playing. Can you, uh, poor games, GameStop employees, uh, uh, do you have a copy of Near Replicant version 1? Yes. I'm not finished yet! <laughs> D- dot two two. <laughs> The, the good news is that Near Replicant never came out in the U.S. officially. Um, we just got a version called Near in 2010, which uh, I found out was... I, I, I kind of always knew this, but I got a little bit more into like, okay, why were there two different versions of Near in Japan? There was Near Replicant and Near Gestalt. Yes. And we got Near Gestalt, which has an adult Near, like a, a big buff barbarian dad... Daddy main me. character yeah. instead me. of a a young teenager who then grows up over the course of the game and i found out so that is the in japan that's the xbox 360 version and it was done specifically because they thought it would appeal more to westerners and uh so it's it's like the dumb american version <laughs> and they, they were about five years ahead of their time then because it wasn't yeah. until five years later that every game developer in the West had to do the daddy issue games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 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 He was, he was like the Witcher pretty much for the other yeah. version. I mean, he looks like, the, like the Witcher. He does. He looks like Geralt. Yeah. With fewer shirts. Um, but yeah, that, that replicant is the original version. And like, if, if you're used to the original, it can be hard to get used to it first, but give it time and you'll see like, okay, this actually does make more sense for a variety of story reasons. Uh, I, I will say it is very different from the original in that they, not that different, but they fixed the combat. Number yeah. one, 
the original kind of had a um, little, little bit of like the, the combat was fun enough, but it wasn't that complex and it kind of wore on you after, you know, 40 or so hours. And uh, this one makes it feel a little bit more like near Automata, where you have like parries and two different like, you know, light and heavy attacks and you can use the heavy attacks to break down shields, etc., etc., wasn't yeah. so much a thing. You, you can have original. like kind of the drone arranged attacks going while you're doing your, your mm-hmm. melee attacks. Um, yeah. This game does one of those things that I really love when games do, which is within the first scene, we're going to start you off and show you what it feels like to be ultra powerful. And that is the goal you're trying to reach the rest of the game. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> which Chris called the abilities. Oh, that's very smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like the first ten minutes of the game, literally, you start fighting, and then it's like, "How did I jump to level thirty already?" And then my first thought was, "Well, I'm definitely going to lose all of this, please." Oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, I, and I, I did see something that kind of cheesed me off a little bit, like somebody comparing the Metacritic scores of, you know, Near Replicant and the original, and saying like, "Well, game games journalists really did us all a disservice back then." And like, oh, it was too weird for them, clearly. I'm like, nah, if you went back and read those reviews, I think you'd find that they reacted positively to a lot of the weirder elements and that those lower scores came from the tedium of the combat, which has been fixed, and of the side quests, which has not. The side quests in this are grindy <laughs> as hell. They, it, is, quests, right? it is ultimately fun to do them. Yeah, well, it's, it's like fetch quest stuff, and it's also like... Oh, I need to fix this wall. Fetch me 10 logs and 20 titanium alloys that only drop from like one in every 20 uh, enemies in this one specific spot. And it's just like, oh my God. (laughs) This is. Yeah. The thing that got me about these is they start to stack on each other. Mm -hmm. I was playing one earlier where it was like a character said, well, I will do this thing if you give me this certain, you know, give me this drink from the tavern. Right. You go to the talk to the bartender. The bartender is like, "Oh, I can make that, but I need like ten. I have new to whatever." It's like, so I have to now do this for you for the other person, and it keeps chaining. Mm-hmm. And the game itself, um, the Grimoire, the book, he even makes snide comments about the fact that you're having to do all of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, this game breaks the fourth wall a lot. I saw someone yeah. post a video. You can't fast travel anywhere. You gotta you gotta walk everywhere you're going. Yeah. And so they posted a clip where Grimoire Vice, like they're talking about, well, why can't we just warp there? And Grimoire Vice is like, no, that 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 you'd never want to do that magic. You'd warp through someone and end up killing yourself. Yeah. And it's just like they're everyone explaining who away. tried it turned into mincemeat. Yes, and, yes. <laughs> yeah. But but also like so it does open up like in the second half of the game. There's like a fairy system that you can use that. uh it's it's still you'll still do a lot of walking, but you'll do a lot less. Um, so it it sort of gets fast travel. Um, sure, I I remember the time Grim I think it reviewed it and he's like it's ridiculous and impenetrable, but I I do like this. Yeah, I really like it. Like I I even the side quests I've just been grinding through. It's like all right, that's another one checked off now. I but it's, I, it's people saying it's a games journalist failing like. Yeah, it had a bunch of faults, but like most people, I remember acknowledging this is ambitious and weird. Mm-hmm. But we just we didn't have like those other channels to champion the game. Yeah, but so it's sort of a bummer. I remember thinking back in the day, it's like this is like a ten out of ten story with like six out of ten gameplay, mm-hmm. and it, it does go all over the place. Like it will, you know, switch from now it's a hack and slasher. Now the camera is stuck in a top down position, and it's yeah. basically a smash TV style shooter. 
like a twin stick shooter. Uh, now uh, you've wandered into this cursed forest, and now it's a text adventure. <laughs> that, that's what I noticed. So I didn't play the original. I'm coming at, and I think a lot of people are going to be in my shoes. I'm coming at it having played and loved Automata. Mm-hmm. And so this is like my first near replicant experience. And there's definitely things that I'm like, well, I don't know what constitutes a near game. They, my only reference point is Automata. And it's things like you're describing, Michael. I'm like, oh, so Yoko Taro style is uh, camera perspective changes, uh, complete shifts in gameplay for certain moments. Um, a big, wide open, almost empty feeling worlds at time that this they almost feel like haunted in certain places, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, I'm like I'm like understanding what the style is that I'm like, oh, okay, this does carry kind of through. It's it's the through line between Automata and this game, and there's certain themes obviously that that do also that are through lines in those games. But I'm like, yeah, I, I be, not having that comparison point to original Replicant. I, I mean, I don't care just on its own merits. This is a very good, very fun game that, like, you just get hooked within that first half hour. You're like, I need to know what's going on in this world. I need to know where this is going. And the combat's fun enough where it's not like a slog, you know? It's it's very it's 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 very fun. You know, it doesn't have the platinum stuff, the platinum combat yeah. that, that Automata had, but it's it's still a fun, uh, very fluid yeah. combat feel, you know? Absolutely. I come from the same place Matt has come from. I've only played Atomata before this. So I had no reference for the original game, but this to me feels like clearly, hey, if you like the Tamada, okay, you're going to recognize a lot of the way this world looks and feels. Mm. And even though it's not platinum, the combat to me still feels really close. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a lot of I, I mean, this is about as far back. I'm not going to go play Drakengard. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know? I, I might go play Drakengard. I actually did have a moment where it's like, oh, maybe it's time to, to actually play that copy of Dragon Guard 3 I, I bought, like, three years ago, and then I was like, oh, it's still in plastic wrap. Let me look at eBay real quick. Maybe it's time to buy this online again. Because <laughs> 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 it's fourteen ninety nine online and, like, $100 for a sealed Ooh, box. There you go. Ooh, there you go. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite good. If you, if you are an Automata fan and are, like, worried, like, oh, is this going to feel like a step back? It's just a step to the side it's different enough but it carries enough of those three lines where it's like you'll you'll enjoy yourself quite a bit yeah the soundtrack's phenomenal too oh my god yes. the fucking soundtrack's so good soundtrack is great I, I love the companions that you get through the game there's Kaine who is this this woman who's extremely foul mouthed and only wears lingerie for reasons that are never really explained at least not to a point where I've gotten to I, I know that there are explanations I thought it was for made it, in Japan if you go look at the wiki <laughs> yeah well that too I'm sure Horny is one of the explanations. Yeah. Is she the one that gets the 2B skin? Because, like, one of the things... Yeah, I don't know I if it was so. a pre-order item or not, but there's free DLC where I, I'm skinning my characters to look like the Automata characters. Yeah, I think it's a pre-order thing you get. You can get, like, 2B and 9S's outfits. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think to grab audio clips of it, but there there are some points, like, if you have played Near Automata, like, there is this theme... That plays like it's in one of Emil's themes, and it plays like during very emotional moments in the second half of the game. And I was just like, "That's so familiar. What is it?" And I suddenly realized that's the shop theme that Emil sings oh in *Near Automata*. Oh, like every yeah. day's a sale, every sale's a <laughs> win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, now I can't, I can't be invested in this sad moment because I keep thinking of that. <laughs> the reason you didn't recognize it, it wasn't blaring through a tinny speaker yeah. coming out of a little van zipping uh, around. Also, it's like minor key, but it's the same melody. So yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, I'm also realizing this one's more RPG than *Automata* because. 
Yeah. There was fishing in the time, but now this one's got like you can do stuff where you plant stuff and like yes, you you have a garden. Yeah, I had no idea that was gonna be a part of it until I just unlocked it recently. It's pretty sim- simplistic, but yeah, it, it really is just like your garden unlocks and you got like you want to fertilize, you want to plant, and then you can like just water the plant once at each stage of growth, and you just you don't have to go get water or anything. You just have a cup. The only bummer is this is um it's last gen in PC. There's no there's no mm-hmm. dedicated next gen versions of the game. I actually I should preface I, I got a code for the PC version um from from Square from Friend Square. So I'm playing on PC and it, it looks great. Um, but it's definitely not pushing any you know graphical boundaries or anything like that. Like it's not. Yeah, my fans aren't revving. Up, I mean, it de- it looks better than the original. I went back and oh, played the original. Like yeah. yeah, there's there's a few more levels of detail that weren't there before, and I just remembered like talking about like grimoire vice commenting on all the stupid shit that you're doing like that one point you you take a side quest and the guy's like hey i know you you're that kid who'll take any job no matter how weird or demeaning (laughs) (laughs) it's got a very i can't tell if it's the ps2 color palette or if this is a yoko taro thing because automata also had it too but it's like a lot of shades of greens and brown and a washed out almost like a shadow of the colossus look yeah. to the game it definitely too. has a shadow of the colossus feel and i really dig that like post-apocalypse that looks like the bronze age feel that it's got going on yeah very very washed out like colors over oversaturated and stuff with mm-hmm. lights like you know yeah it's great yeah, even, even like in the seaside town until you get like by the water everything's still kind of got that like washed out look to it until you get right by the shore mm-hmm. and then it's like a stark contrast of like the shore and ships mm-hmm. and stuff but yeah mm-hmm. i, I kind of love that visual stuff yeah uh game that i hadn't had a chance to get to but we got a code for and i'll be talking about next week on the show uh star wars pinball vr uh came to pc vr platforms as well as a uh, playstation psvr and um, oculus quest which i still need to awesome use my code for but uh chris you you did have time to play it i uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, if you haven't heard about me building old new arcade machines during the pandemic, uh, I haven't totally gone over to the virtual pinball thing, but mm. a bunch of my friends have. And a pinball is officially like, if you didn't get one 10 years ago, you never, ever, ever will. They are approaching at least five figures for a pinball machine. And, and but that's before maintenance. Like my yep. I've always wanted quote unquote a pinball table until I realized like I don't want to spend that much in maintenance you, just to keep you the got it, thing running. Well, like if you look at our friend Adam, I don't think he spends that much, but he knows what he's doing. It takes a long time and you are li- literally under the table fiddling with Fismo bangs and Wurlamagigs. Yeah. Things yeah. <laughs> They're mechanical. Like it's it's a mechanical machine. It is like so much different. And, and for them, it's crack. If you collect arcade machines, but like I don't. But I love, love, love pinball. And I didn't connect. I never loved virtual pinball as much as when I downloaded that Zen Studios pack on the 3DS. Yeah. Because for some reason that enhanced it. This enhances it to me even more. I I think I'm only familiar with like two of the pinball tables. But they lead with their best foot forward with the Mandalorian table. Okay, because what I'm yeah, that might be a new one. I'm anxious to see. I have I got a code. New. I got a code for Star Wars Pinball when it was on Switch, and and there were a ton of tables already in the in that collection. So I'm anxious to see if they all made it over to the VR. I think version there are like there are like eight tables, and I would guess more to come. But it's the, again the VR aspect seems so simple, but like sitting at a pinball table and like looking to the left. Leaning to the left and right, 
just a little bit to line up your shots. Yeah. It works cool. wonderfully. And then th- 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 there's a campaign, a campaign, mm-hmm. which is just like, we'll kind of randomly send you to tables to accomplish random goals. And then you can, it's all in this uh, basement arcade that you can build more Star Wars stuff around. Oh, That's what you end up unlocking as you, uh, can you score this much in five minutes? If you don't, you played a fun game of pinball. If you do, here's a Mandalorian helmet to hang on your wall. Or uh, does it? Does it have the stuff that the regular version has, where it's like you equip kind of power ups going into before you play yes. a table? It's like hold this button and you will double up every bumper score while you have this this power up. I haven't encountered that power up, and I have not fiddled around with them that much. As I, I forget they're there sometimes because it, uh, it's hard to remember. But that's how you really boost your scores yeah. in those games. Because what I love about Zen is they. They realize it's pinball, but they, they, they say it's video pinball. So they, they do stuff that you can't do in actual pinball. Like they add it's a so video cool. game nature. Like the ball can disappear. You know, it can go through actual portals and stuff like that. It's so cool. And I, I, I've, I've, I realized I've never spent more time with these Zen pinball virtual tables than in, in 3D. And then with VR, this is a total game changer. I play it all the time. My girl will be watching TV, and I will be on the couch with my VR helmet, like. Duh, 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 duh. Oh. There is also a mode we confirm you can't be the ball, but you can get. There's a mode where it puts you right near the flippers in the table, so you can literally have balls coming at your face. If that, if there's that's a there's a mode where in in the Mandalorian table where you will go behind the flippers and throw out your flamethrower, and that is how you will repel the ball. Down the ramp uh, with the Mandalorian's flamethrower nice. arm. Love it. Nice. That's it's cool. One, it's wonderful. I really do. Lo- I love it. Are you playing on PlayStation or PC VR? Uh, PSVR. Oh, nice. PSVR. And I have to imagine there'll be... I didn't ask, but um, uh, thanks to Baker for the code. But um, I have to imagine there'll be more tables out there eventually. Because there's so many more. There's a lot. I mean, they... Over the years, they've built up a ton of Star Wars tables. Um, and I remember when I played the Switch version, there were tables that I ended up really liking. And there's a few that I'm like, I don't, I'm going to just get past this in the campaign and never go back to this table if I can help it. But it's like, there's a lot of winners. Like, I'd say there's way more winners in there than, than losers. I, I don't, I want to say it's new, but I read the press release last week. Um, the collector's table, which means in the center of the, the table underneath, is a roulette of Kenner uh, Star Wars action figures. Oh, I think that's and, new. I think that's new. And those are things you trigger and try and line up. It's it's full, like, well, you know, you're in a game, but full-scale Kenner action figures in, in the table itself. Uh, so real quick, um, I think we mentioned it last week. So Judgment, the next-gen versions came out. I just wanted to, to mention, by the way, that's only $40, so you're not paying the $70 full price of something, which... Every all the reviews are basically saying it's just an upgraded version of Judgment. Um, but I the reason I bring it up here is uh, the studio Ryuga Gotoku, like a dragon. They launched a countdown website that's counting down to May seventh, where everyone pretty much is saying it's going. They're going to announce Judgment two, so Judgment mm. two is probably coming, uh, but we will find out May seventh. Uh, but not Judgment two, our type. Final two, which doesn't really make sense because it's supposed to be the second final, but fine. Um, is Don't out. mock the Japanese. I played the demo. <laughs> there's there's free demos available right now uh, on Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. I played on Switch. Um, so here's the thing. It, R-Type, long-running shmup series, mm-hmm. right? Like long, mm-hmm. long-running. 
and I couldn't the the demo is too short you only get to play a level and so I couldn't really like it ended up feeling I'm like I don't see a difference like I don't see how they progress the genre but I didn't get far enough into the game to figure it out I just like it's so rare that these games come out nowadays I kind of feel like if you're in the market for a shmup you're probably going to gravitate toward this game hmm. sure um it's the only thing is it's forty dollars and oh, I'm like that felt oh. it feels hmm. a little steep for this type of game there's yeah. probably something wonderful to it that we don't have the mental vocabulary yeah. to you don't get discern it at the beginning <laughs> it's perfect yeah. for them them r types sorry i can't i can't i can't think of an, a racial slur that begins with r that's I what r type that, that would of. be it right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know the, it's got a lot of the stuff that you've come to expect from r type like they they're all about customizing your ship before you even go into missions and so even in the demo there's three ships you can choose from and then you can customize those a little bit by switching weapons and stuff like that and i so i tried it i tried out a couple different ships and and realized i liked one setup over the other so it's it's got that if you're like a little tinkerer in your shmups uh it's it's got that good stuff but uh check it out check out the demo at least see if you're into that but uh forty dollars for the full full product so. Chris, I think you, you put this here. Street Cleaner came to Switch, yeah, it right? Came to Switch, uh, a game I've been looking at for a while. Have some friends who make that. Some. Uh, so thank you for the code, by the way, because I loved it. Yes, uh, it's, real, it's great. It's like played a, on PC. Yeah, it's very seems good. heavily inspired by the old NES Batman game and is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little yeah. Ninja Gaiden, original Ninja Gaiden, little NES Batman in there mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, the character design reminded me of like the. Uh, Narc, like the Narc arcade. Yeah, yeah. sure. There you go. Yeah, with like the motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the helmet. Uh-huh. It looks really cool. Yeah, like uh, like Boba Fett with pants and a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boba Fett, well known for not wearing pants. Uh, another another kind of port thing. Uh, if you're a PS5 owner starving for new games, Genshin Impact, the PS5 version. Oh man, Matt's out. favorite game of the year. But you're probably more looking forward to a game we can't talk about because it isn't out yet, but we'll probably talk about next week is Returnal. Uh, PS5 exclusive Returnal came out at the end of the week. What, like the fourth PS5 exclusive? Third? Something something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this one is, from everything I understand about it, it's like a AAA roguelike. It's uh, it's one of those Mm. where you kind of reset every so often. Yeah, it it looks amazing. I've I've heard some very good buzz from people who've been playing it early. Like dead cells with superior puddles. Yes, <laughs> only the best puddles. I, I mean, it looks amazing. I think graphically, the thing is. I, is I will say, cool. I might check out Genshin Impact on PS5 because that is a game I played it a little bit when it first came out, and every time it's mentioned, I want to go back and play it more. But like the first when it first came out, it was having like all kinds of server problems. It's like I can't log in. What the hell? It's got a following. Like I, yeah. the way people talk about it, it's almost like Pokemon fans when they talk about shit. They're like, "Oh, we really love this character." It's basically a Breath of the Wild clone, but with that yeah. added like gotcha aspect. And I could care less about com- collecting all the characters, but like it's it's just fun to play. Speaking of Pokemon, that's the other new one that we will probably have thoughts on next week. Is new Pokemon Snap comes out at the end of this week. So as you're listening to this, I have thoughts now. Go and, ahead. <laughs> this is a. Uh, uh, Space Jam, a new legacy of games. It's, <laughs> it's something millennials almost pretend to like, but mm-hmm. it's technically not good, but it's all you were given. And here's the new ver- the second version. <laughs> and you, you know what? You're talking about price earlier. This was also like a full price game, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it's, it's Pokemon, it's, man. If, <laughs> it's, our, look, 
I was there. I was there. I wasn't a huge fan of Pokemon, but you weren't given much if you were an American and you wanted to do things with Pokemon. They gave you this, and if you could talk your parents into that, good for you. But but like this wasn't what you wanted, and you learned to love it anyway because Stockholm syndrome, Stockholm syndrome is real. Yeah. And then now, now there's a new version, and you can pretend to like that. <laughs> and then a week later, we won't talk about it ever again. At least you don't have to go somewhere to print the photos in some kiosk. That's true. Way. You want to go to Blockbuster. Uh, you share them on social media. No, no. I'm going to go to the last. I'm going to go to the Alaska Blockbuster just to print out those mm-hmm. photos. Man. Yeah, they're the only ones that have the machine. <laughs> Got to make that pilgrimage. But hey, go check out. Uh, Tony did a framework video all about how real world photography compares to the photography in New Pokemon Snap. So yeah. check that out. Uh, I, I can't confirm this. Worse, all worse. <laughs> it was actually it's a great video because he, he interviews like a real world like on location photographer who talks about like oh yeah this is kind of similar oh, we wouldn't normally do this it's pretty cool so check him out that's again framework on YouTube love my framework alright well that's all the new releases that we can talk about for now so let's move along to One, uh, I guess technically could classify as Hollywood Sigma, but I'm just going to keep it video game centric. Um, it's kind of a, also a correction. I think a few weeks ago we mistakenly thought that they're still making both The Last of Us movie and The Last of Us HBO series. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're only making the latter. I didn't. I knew they weren't. Yes, but the reason is the reason that they're no longer making the movie. Uh, Neil Druckmann confirmed that basically Hollywood execs wanted it to be too actiony. Yeah. Well, I, I can kind of see that. If you're investing in a video game movie you and you don't know much about video games, you probably expect it to have a lot of action. And that's why every single film critic who doesn't play video games will often refer to something like the last battle scenes in the third execrable Hobbit movie. Uh, it's like, it's like watching someone play a video game. Like, no, it isn't. You don't know what that's yeah. like. Have you played a video game recently? <laughs> But yeah, that, that's the thing is like, so Druckmann, this is in an interview he was giving. He talks about our approach for The Last of Us was let's make it as an indie film. Uh, let's approach it as an indie film team, the way it's shot, the way how small and intimate it feels. And with the show, with the HBO show, we get to lean into that even more. We don't have to be as many big action sequences as we do in the game. And I think that's the thing is like the secret to The Last of Us' success is it's not a big set piece action game although there's some beautiful scenes it's not even a zombie game yeah they probably wanted it to be like um um cormac mccarthy's the road road. and they're like no we want we want james gunn's dawn of the dead that's it it's it's a game about the relationship or at least the first movie between joel and ellie right and so yeah you can see some studio exec like yeah we need a big sequence where ellie's just shooting everyone in the head with fucking bows and arrows and it's like you can do that in the game, but that even then there was that uh, Ludo narrative dissonance where like the shit you did in the game did not really flow with what was happening in the cinematics. Okay, you know? hear so, me out. What if we just remake World War Z but with mushroom zombies? I was okay. just gonna say clickers <laughs> piling on each other to form yeah, a wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and one of them shakes and lets out spores, and it spawns all kinds of new mushroom mm-hmm. zombies. Yeah, It'll be yeah, huge. Yeah. And that's when Neil Druckmann said, you don't know what my game is about, do you? That's nope. the thing, and it happens all the time, and we always make fun of video game movies, and that's why it's such a shock that something like Mortal Kombat can 
be just okay? Is it like, oh, you kind of knew what this was about. Yeah. Good for you, because like, most studio execs don't. decent, and you mostly had respect for the source material. <laughs> good yeah. for you. It was good enough. It was yeah. good enough. Uh, so this is a bit of weird news. Um, Super Mario Party came out two years ago, but just got updated with an online multiplayer uh, patch, like of all things. like, and And the news itself is like, fine, but I guess I've just put it here to be like, what do you think's going on, guys? Like, why would it get a, a patch, an online patch now of all times? Um, I, d- I don't know, because I, I, I looked... Th- there was an online mode previously, but it was for 10 Nintendo-sanctioned levels. Uh, they didn't want you wading into a bunch of the other stuff. Because a lot of stuff is, I think, rhythm-based. I uh, just figured it already had this until the story came out. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I was dating a girl with two kids back when I bought it, and they could not have been more bored. And so I it was like, yeah, I think I've underestimated kids here. There there's may not be a point to Mario Party. <laughs> like they would rather like like five year old kids would rather play Mario. Now my my kids love it, but it's yeah, it, apparently like Yeah, like the main mode was not playable online until now, but I'm I'm like you, Anthony, like I just assumed it was, but who the fuck am I gonna play online Mario Party with? Like yeah. I didn't even bother looking. But Mario, the Mario Party mode was not online, and now it's been all day, every day, trying not to look or be mistaken for a serial killer. Why would I play Mario Party on that? <laughs> it seems right. like the kind of thing that you'd, you'd maybe rush out at the beginning of the pandemic instead of the right. tail end. Like you know, people will be able to play this in person again soon. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Where it's kind of like, um, yeah, you tried, yeah. you tried. Well, maybe they 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 got up. They got it started. They got the patch started at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and it took a full year. I don't know. Please, I can't play Mario Party with my friends. Well, here's a game Make you can play that's like a video board game. Um, mm-hmm. Microsoft announced the Games with Gold for May, and kind of leading the pack uh, is Armello, which was kind of that boardish game. I don't know, Michael, you probably remember that one. Uh, I remember it as being like a strategy-style board game. It's one that, like... Oh yeah, I was interested in playing it when I read about it on Kickstarter, and then I read about the Kickstarter, and then it came out like, eh. And here we are. Yeah, I, it didn't I still really haven't tried make it. an impact. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. There's Dungeons Three. Okay. Isn't so that by the same people that made Dark? That uh, maybe. That bad X- Xbox 360 game. side, we get Lego Batman the video game and Tropico Four. I feel like I've gotten Tropico Four at least four or five times yes. free from services. We've talked about this. It's because all the good games go to Game Pass now. We get it, yeah. right? But also compare that with PlayStation Plus's May games. Uh, they got some good ones. You got Battlefield Five leading Ooh. the pack. Uh, Wreckfest, a game I've been wanting to play. I love these kind of card smash derby type games. And then Stranded Deep, which is like a survival. I think it's like a you're, you're stranded on an island type mm. survival game. So. My Well, my years of uh, looking at it on Steam thinking, huh, maybe I'll get it. And eh, nah, I don't like survival games that much. Are about to be rewarded. There you go. Mm. But the recent Battlefield 5 is interesting as a giveaway is because EA has pretty much done everything but confirmed there will be a Battlefield 6 announcement very soon. So you can imagine it's like, yeah, we want to get people hyped up for Battlefield 6. Here's a free copy of 5 to get you playing and back into the series. Uh, in more Sony news, so their online services got a little better uh, this week that PS Now finally got 1080p support for the streaming versions of the game. Uh, now, remember, you could 
for the past several months or maybe years, you can download PS Now games in addition to streaming them, although no one seems to tout that feature. But now this is for if you're going to stream the game, you can stream it in 1080p now. Thank goodness. Mm. Uh, there will be more Sony news. You would have heard it by now already because there is a Sony State of Play happening Thursday. Uh, it's most likely going to focus on... The new Ratchet and Clank game, A Rift Apart, featuring Rivet. Did you guys see that gameplay trailer they released? Yes, I did. Do you guys even like video games? No, I don't. <laughs> it fucking looked like a Pixar movie that you play. It looks so dope, dude. It, this is not a cinematic trailer. This was in-game, just straight-up footage. Like, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is going to be rad, dude. I love the 2016 Ratchet and Clank. That's... Yes. One of the most fun games that I remember playing on PS4. I played yeah. that game like over like two or three days, and I remember just having a blast with it. So I don't have a PS5, but when I get one, I definitely want to play Rift Apart. Absolutely. I didn't read more of the news stories, but um, uh, the PS5 allegedly outsold the PS4 this month. It did. I don't it did, know yeah, how it, that's it, possible. And it met all of Sony's kind of lofty sales expectations. Well, yeah, because they sold to a bunch of Jordan, like Air Jordan scalpers. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. made their money. What was yeah. what was the thing that's like somebody was saying? Uh, yeah, it's very very forward thinking of Sony to publish the exact number of PlayStation right. fives that have been manufactured to date, seven point eight million. Because <laughs> that's how many have sold. Uh, now, is is it that it it outsold like that that they sold more PS fives in the past months than month than they sold PS fours, or that it, it outpaced the PS four in the same period? Because I, I did read that. it outpaced this the PS four in it. Like, I think the way I understood it is by this time in the PS4's life cycle, right, the yeah. PS5 was outpacing it. Right. Which seems, again, shocking because no one can fucking find one. It's just like, where? who yeah. are all these people with PS5s? I don't remember the PS4 having, like, this kind of inventory situation either. I told you! I said six months. Six months. I couldn't get one for six yeah. months. The only thing more elusive than a PS5 is an Xbox Series X, dude. Like, that is the hardest thing to find right now. It's impossible. Well, we've, we've got shortages for a variety of reasons. I looked it up, and it's like, well, part of it is, like, the uh, Trump embargoes on Chinese trade. Uh, there's there's also, like, just a microprocessor shortage because of COVID. A bunch of plans right. had to shut down. And they're being prioritized to go into vehicles instead mm -hmm. of consoles. And, and yeah, and also, of course, you've got the crypto miners who are like, I can turn rare earth elements and and uh, energy into uh, worthless fiat currency. I'm folding at home for Dogecoin! <laughs> <laughs> folding, wow. Well. Yeah, I hope you hope well. you like that Chadwick Boseman NFT from the Oscars. Oh, I, I feel like I can barely promise anything. Like, we will never sell an NFT. I hate it so much. I, I've never hated anything so. Anyway, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend who's a little younger, and the only other piece of news I want to talk about, just to say that the the, the Noid is in the new Crash Bandicoot mobile game. Saw that. Well, that's and actually like, the cover art for the uh, Laser Time Facebook community right now. Uh, imagine trying to explain the Noid to someone who's like six years younger than you. It, it they're like, are you insane? <laughs> he ruins pizzas. You just—it's why they invented the little table. So By the way, crush them. Chris's, Chris's girlfriend is way more than six years younger than me. Yes. <laughs> I had to throw that out there. Yeah. You, you just got to go to YouTube and just be like, just watch this. 
But but like but try and do try and do that. Like I love the Noid so much, and I was so excited by this, and and trying to explain why I love the Noid. And she's like, "But he ruins pizzas. It's not like that." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like Wiley e. Coyote. He never he sold the least ruined pizza. pizzas. Yeah, on he his tries. reputation, you're, you're not he trying tries to ruin the pizzas he ruined. That's yes. Domino's introduced him to show yes. that this imaginary character we just came up with cannot ruin our pizzas. Yeah, when that big dumb beardo sprays a window with goop, we're not buying the goop. We're buying the thing that cleans the goop. Mm-hmm. He he not only is back in that mobile game, there's commercials. Like, he's back in Domino's back, commercials baby. right now. Looks creepy as yeah. hell. Not oh, as creepy man. as the robotic cars delivering your pizzas, the driverless Ugh, robotic shrimp. Domino's cars. And again, those NES game, that NES game made zero sense because he loves pizza in that game. He destroys it in the commercials. Right. And he never yo-yoed once. Never. Well, maybe he's the ultimate gatekeeper, Michael. He just doesn't want anyone else to experience the Ooh. thing he loves. Oh, yes. but that, that was my question of the week. Did Domino's invent that little dollhouse table that went in the middle of pizzas? I think they did, maybe? I thought Papa John's oh, wow. did that. I don't no, know. Papa I John's wasn't even it. around. But, like, the, the Noid, if you remember, he had a pogo stick made of a weight to crush the middle of pizzas. And Domino's assured you that wouldn't happen. And then I also wanted to ask, when was the last time you saw the dollhouse table in the middle of your pizza? For me, it's been over a decade. A long time. I think they changed the structure of pizza boxes so they don't sag in the I middle had anymore. that written yeah. down in my notes. Ooh. I think they changed the, the, the corrugation of cardboard. We no, don't no, need what that it anymore. is is look at a Domino's box. It's not a square box anymore. It's that octagonal shape. And I... so the corners are stronger. So the top is – this is way too yeah. much engineering. I just looked up the Pizza Saver article on Wikipedia. They were invented in Argentina. Mm. You should all know that. <laughs> all right. You're people. I see, Mike. Not really, No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my pizza guy instead of my pillow guy. Uh-huh. Hey, that's all the news is fit to play. Oh, fantastic. We're just ripping through this thing. Um, on to the community segment. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's the most memorable demo you have ever played? Uh, Anthony, you weren't here last week. Does anything spring to mind? You know, I've been thinking about this the whole time. And honestly, even if we hadn't had talked about this game tonight, like Nier Automata is the most memorable demo I've played. Huh. Really? Uh, Nier Automata on PS4 I had never played the first Nier game all I knew was that Platinum did the combat and there was a demo of pretty much most of the first kind of uh, the first level leading up to like the first kind of boss fight and I played that and I think in about 30 minutes I was sold on that game and had no idea what I was getting into and that's the only one I could think of that really just kind of jumped out at me wow that's and really cool like you know years of playing stuff on like the Playstation 2 demo disc and everything but Nier Automata was the one that really I remember playing that going, I need to get this immediately, and I went and bought the game, like, the next day. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, wow. Wow. For me, it was the PlayStation Jam Pack from Winter 92. No, I don't know. Uh, you know, now that whatever. I think about it, maybe maybe Near Replicant was actually an exploration of what it means to be alive. Wow. No. <laughs> Loki, maybe before we start this whole show, maybe just return the Infinity Stone. <laughs> uh, well, first comment on VigiGamePocalypse.com was uh, from Billy No Comment ironic who says the demo that stands out the most to me would be for die hard nakatomi plaza on pc back around the early 2000s i remember as a kid being ecstatic over the concept of playing through my favorite action movie in first person and i played the two or three level demo repeatedly for months 
if the full game was ever any good, I do not know, as my parents refused to buy it for me because it was, quote, too violent, despite having no issue with me playing the demo or watching the film. I think they just didn't want to pay for the game, and eventually I forgot all about it until many years later. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of this, but I'm dying to play it now. I went and run an NPC's Hans Blubby, Hans Blubby, Hans Blubby. <laughs> yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, that would have been the sample, how it sounded, for sure. Yeah. Uh, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Chris Baker says, I don't think I even knew the word shareware when a friend gave me a three and a half inch floppy with the first level of Wolfenstein 3D on it. Probably somewhere in 1992. Until I reached the end, which actually took a while, I just assumed it was the full game. I think it even took a couple of playthroughs of getting to sell screen at the end until I finally comprehended that this amazing first person experience was but a fraction of a larger game. So of course I went out and bought it, right? Nope! I just played the demo several more times and was completely satisfied to this day i've never seen anything past the demo level um anyone else because me i uh yeah i think what yeah. doom has more than one level yeah. no no <laughs> yeah. doom 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 i played all the way through one and two but like i played what i feel like is dozens if not hundreds of hours of wolfenstein <laughs> wolfenstein as um mm -hmm. uh lucy lou would say uh and i yeah i never owned the game I, it was installed on every every secret computer in school, and I uh, had the shareware version. Oh, yeah, yeah, I never... I don't think I've ever seen Hitler in the game. Never fought Hitler, but I've I've seen YouTube. You guys had to think about that, like I, I was saying well, something weird. I'm trying to remember that... I think I finally played through the full game in the second Wolfenstein reboot. Is that the one where you have flash... The dream sequences in the new Wolfenstein reboot games yeah. are you new playing the original has, Wolfenstein? Mm -hmm. Yep. I somehow played more of original Doom and Quake and then strangely Shadow Warrior than I ever played in Wolfenstein. Wow, Shadow Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It just means you're younger than Doom mm -hmm. or younger than Wolfenstein. Hanta mm -hmm. uh, Grant says, question of the week, my most memorable demo was the PC gamer demo disc you used to get. Oh, I missed those. Not because of Coconut Monkey, the mascot on the disc. Not because the games I played, but because they taught me how to tinker with my PC. My dad got us a 46 when I was in junior high, uh, and one day to play a demo, I think it was Sim Tower, I tried to follow the instructions on how to free up more virtual memory by loading my mouse driver into upper memory. I borked it, and because I was a kid, I did not have, I did not make a boot disc, and the PC would not, now not boot. I frantically read the DOS manual, hoping to fix it before my dad got home to kick my ass for breaking the computer which was expensive at the time. Uh, I got it to boot, which led me to eventually getting a degree in IT. Wow. <laughs> Good saves. I love that. <laughs> that whole post is a blast to the past, but also it lets me tell a joke. Uh, would you say it was a DOS boot? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie put his shades on and everything. That is uh, submarine cool. humor, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> submarine movie humor. Good old. Submarine human never goes out of shot. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you want to read Logical Dojo? Yeah. On Twitter. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, baby, got a PS1 at a garage sale well into the PS2 generation. And the guy threw in PlayStation Magazine Disc 34. <laughs> I'd spent way too long skating the same location over and over. 
I see it every time I hear Lagwagon or Power Man 5000. <laughs> what is okay, that's going You on. know what? I did have a disc that had Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder oh, on God. it. Oh, wow. God. not the same thing. And I had the same kind of situation. I think it might have been a PlayStation disc that was like this. Damn. Uh, that was probably all you needed to play of Sean Palmer's Pro, Pro Snowboarder. <laughs> no way. The most authentic way to shred the arm. Sounds like such a bootleg. Like with tracks from Strength Guy... 10,000. <laughs> oh, yes. well, Deshaun Palmer had tra- a track from Spineshank. Spineshank? <laughs> what? And Smash Nose. <laughs> it's and oddly Silver enough, like, you, you would have thought that that was an Activision game, but that was a Ubisoft game, right? Whereas, like, I played the Kelly Slater surfing game that was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this is like a, it's like a Tony Hawk line. Yeah. Like, all of these have similar logos, mm. and it was Was that the one where the, the shark would come after you if you went out of bounds? I think that was TNC Surf from the NES. Dude. No, there, there was one for Xbox that had it, too. <laughs> okay. I, I just figured that Tony Hawk had his own group of, like, extreme sports friends, and they just all had their same games. Well, yeah, didn't you see Gleam in the Cube? Hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Robert Nealis, the the leading kneeboarder. Uh, that, it was a very strange time. It was a very strange time. What are the odds? His name would be Nealis, and he's a kneeboarder. No, it's it doesn't speak well for my improv skills, or that was that guy's real name. He was born to do it. Hmm. <laughs> Well, we have some video responses too. Uh, one, f- we have quite a few of them, so, so brace yourself. Uh, first is from Mike Amari, who says, Hey VGA crew, Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Question of the week, of course, was, what's the most memorable demo you remember playing? Um, there's a lot I can pull from here. Uh, I think it might be cheating to say things like Doom's Knee Deep in the Dead. That technically wasn't a demo. That was just the first episode of a shareware game. The one that sticks out for me, funny enough, is one that you normally wouldn't think of. That was Intelligent Cube or IQ for the original PlayStation. Uh, I had already had the showstopper game for the PlayStation when I picked it up. I bought a PlayStation right around the time uh, Final Fantasy VII came out and was the reason I bought uh, PlayStation. But that demo disc that came with it that had so many things on it, uh, you know, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi and all that, um, it also had this demo for Intelligent Cube, a game that at that point had already gone out of print and was very hard to find. I remember spending the next couple of years trying to track down a non-expensive copy of IQ because I couldn't get enough of what that demo showed me. Uh, moving around in a 3D space uh, using spatial reasoning for a puzzle game was very new to me uh, on the PlayStation, and it really did an excellent job of hooking you in that game loop where it was you get close enough where you do well enough and then you would mess up, but it would be just enough where you're like, well, I saw what I did wrong, so I want to go back and I want to do it again. And I had this gameplay loop that just kind of sucked you back in uh, despite it being not the best looking game in the world it was pretty plain looking you know you had your black background it was just this very rudimentary 3d blocks with a very rudimentary looking man kind of running on you know the the grid here um, it was not a showstopper by any means but the gameplay itself really sunk into me deep and i eventually did pick up a copy of it it's probably sitting in storage right now but i loved intelligent cube from that demo and it made me track it down for oh, quite a while as always thank you for being with me this week i look forward to being with you again next week thank you mike uh yeah i, I never played that one but i remember playing like this sequel or spiritual successor on psp i think it was called pq practical intelligence quotient so yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I, I I like the original game. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, isn't that the one where you're moving out of the way of blocks as you're rolling them across that playing field? Isn't that something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, it game ruled. I barely it remembered fun. it, but yeah, I'm sure it was great. We're still talking about it today. Um, we have one from Red Rock 963 who says... 
Hey VGA, it is Red Rock 963 back from a little bit of a hiatus. I've been kind of too busy to record videos, or in the case of last week, too sick to record a video because my COVID shot kind of kicked my ass, but I am fully vaccinated, yay, and I've been loving the show lately. Um, kitties are here, of course, there's Alice, there's Murray, and my favorite demo is here, which is Legend of Ligaya. I cannot believe that I still have this thing. I figured that I would have purged it a long time ago. But this came in the mail, I want to say around summer of 1998, give or take. I don't remember the exact date or time, but I do know that this demo came in the mail when I was really into RPGs. And I could not get enough of this battle system. If you, I don't know if you guys ever played this game or not. Yes. It had kind of a fighting game combo battle system. It was, it wasn't like Tale, the Tales of series. It was more turn based, but you, um, input commands and your character would like do a fighting game punch, punch, kick combo kind of thing with the commands. It was really cool, incredibly unique for the time. And I'm kind of sad that no other game has used a battle system quite like this. Um, this demo also kind of means a little bit to me because uh, Legend of Ligaya is my husband's favorite game, or rather favorite RPG, and he programmed a calculator game kind of resembling this battle system. Wow. Um, Blue World Quest, if you ever want to check it out, it's on Ichigo. But yeah, favorite demo, uh, a little bit of a nostalgia trip there. Anyway, I love the show, I love you guys, and I hope you have an excellent week. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, that was, that was actually a really cool battle system. It was, like she said, uh, you were, you were basically programming combos from sets of moves that you would unlock and learn as the game went forward. So you could start at like basically punch, punch, kick. And it's like, you know, you have a certain number of points, I think, that you could use to like, I, I want to do like a really powerful move and then I have enough left over for a couple basic attacks. It, it was really unique and interesting. And, uh, yeah, check that out if you can, I guess. Anybody else play that one? No, but hearing that combat system makes me wish I had played that. Yeah. I've seen it a lot, and I had friends that played it, but I never knew about the okay. combat system. Now you know. It's worth checking out. Uh, we have another one from Eric Bailey, a friend of the show. Who, yeah, who says... Question of the week. So when you talk about demos, I don't play a lot of modern demos, but I do remember the shareware scene from the 1990s. So when you would get these PC games on a floppy disk and play a shorter version, then you could mail money to the creator to get the full version. Ah, yes. I remember getting CD-ROMs, you know, 300 free games. And you would try all 300 to find the five or six that were half decent. Uh, but there were some gems. I remember Gazillionaire, lovely, wonderful game. Uh, making weird stuff in Windows 3D Movie Maker, if you remember that thing. Uh, but my favorite was probably the Exile series by Spiderweb Software. It has been remade as the Avernum series you can find on Steam by a guy named Jeff Vogel. Uh, it's a tile-based, turn-based RPG. I remember Exile 3 was my favorite. Maybe not for everyone, but it hit the sweet spot for me. And it, in the greater games industry, indie development ecosystem. Jeff Vogel is honestly one of my heroes. He's been doing this for 25 years, just making his very particular games and making a living at it. And I just want to give him a shout out. So Jeff Vogel at Spiderweb Software, check his stuff out. Honorable mention goes to the Stanley Parable, 
And that's Ooh. all I'm going to say about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely worth checking out because it's completely separate from the rest of the game. I was going to say, that's not a very long game, so you'd yeah. have to be careful with any sort of demo. Yeah, no, the demo is different, if I remember right. It's it's exclusive content, so technically a separate game. Uh, yeah, that that brought back some memories for me because, like, I would get those ridiculous ass demo discs sometimes too, and I would like probably stop on the fifth game and play it, and my friends would come over and was like, "No, you failed. This game sucks. Why are you still playing this? <laughs> Move on. Find something better." <laughs> also, all Max Shareware games suck. Um. In the early 90s, when this anecdote is taking place. Anyway, uh, Bennett Taylor says... So, when I first wrote the question of the week, the first thing that came to my mind was actually Pokemon Rumble. Um, back in 2009 or 2010, I went over to a friend's house, and we downloaded the demo for that. And I actually got to play it. And it was a blast. I mean, it wasn't Pokemon Rumble Blast. That's a different thing. But, you know, it was a rush. I mean, it wasn't Pokemon Rumble Rush. That's something else. It's a bit of a um, rush and a bit of a blast. It was just Pokemon Rumble. It was the WiiWare version, I believe. It was really, really fun. Uh, you get to be like a little Pokemon, you go around, kind of hit things. It was very, very simple gameplay, but it was kind of like a Pokemon Battle Royale. It was fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had any uh, encounters with that game. Pretty fun. Check it out. I don't know. It still exists. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. I, I feel like... like- a younger generation, they were dying at those jokes. Those were good jokes. We want you to know, Bennett. We weren't. It's just it, Pokemon humor's lost on me. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> we hear the word, our brains shut down. All right. Uh, finally, we have E Hyundai who says, "What is up, Vigi Game Apocalypse? I'm E Hyundai, and before I answer the question of the week, uh, you guys had a little tangent about energy drinks this week. I'm not sure if you're aware that there are Vigi Game themed energy drinks." My favorite being the Sonic the Hedgehog G Fuel. It's delicious. Tastes just like the discharge from Sonic's pregnant belly button. Uh, they also have a Resident Evil Nemesis flavor because that's how you sell a food See, we product. Got that, you put a big zombie soldier with a face like a brutalized vagina on the can. But anyway, uh, my favorite memory from playing a demo was, I believe, the demo for Condemned 2. Uh just opened up you're walking down an alleyway and two of the game's uh nasty crazy hobo enemies come at you trying to kill you and uh, there might have been some stuff after that but i don't even know because my friend adam and i just played that fight over and over again for an entire summer uh the combat in that game was just so much fun there was so much freedom you could rip the lead pipe out of the one dude's hand and use it to beat them both to death or pull a two by four out of the garbage and use that and uh, i don't hear a lot of people giving that game credit for its first person combat uh not a lot of games do first person melee well especially back then and i've never even played the game i've just played that one fight scene over and over again (laughs) but yeah that's it uh pay some cat tax oh there's another one over there she's hiding uh yeah see you guys next week bye-bye Thank you, Hyundai. Ah, yeah, that uh, <laughs> sounds psychotic. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. I played the first Condemned, and it, I'm, at the time, that was a really good, creepy yeah. game. I never played the second one, but yeah. 
I remember a lot of uh, swinging just random yeah. melee objects at people in the first game. A lot of lead pipes hitting faces in that game. <laughs> yeah, didn't like the second one as much as the first one, but yeah, both of those games did melee combat really well in first person, so yeah. I think everyone forgets the detective aspects of those games. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some things, like, you had it had detective vision before Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need to track the next hobo we need to beat to death. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I was like, are we talking about Manhunt now? Is this... <laughs> that was, I like mean, this, those games both made oh. me feel icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, going back and playing Manhunt now, if it's just like, ah, oh, this is just cheesy and cartoony. It made me feel so filthy back in the day. And it'll, it'll be like, why is that block character strangling that other block mm-hmm. character? <laughs> yeah. All right, so new question of the week. Um, yeah, I think we decided what's what's a character that you would want to see show up in Mortal Kombat? I'm going to take a bunch right off the bat. There's one that's going to happen uh, just because who owns Mortal Kombat, and it's going to be Pennywise. Hmm. Pennywise will be in the next Mortal Kombat. You're probably right. DLC drop. I know I'm right. Uh, I, I I have a tie. But but the, the same characters who do the same things. I want um, I wanted the transporter, hmm. Jason Statham. Oh sure. Yeah. Instead of kicks, I got a gun. Instead of punches, I got another gun. But also, like Warner Brothers owns John Wick, and oh, John Wick would be a great character <laughs> to open people up. Uh, in, in a Mortal Kombat game. I would really, really, really like that. I would like to see people's teeth knocked out with books. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Wick has fatalities. He would fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a yeah, walking yeah, yeah. fatality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and my last one, because you want to fit in something you like from a rated R movie. One of my favorite movies the last couple of years was uh, Sorry to Bother You, and I would really love to see Lawrence Fishburne's uh, horse person yes. uh, be, oh. be a character in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I uh, I was going to start with the fact that Johnny Cage was a replacement for Van Damme, mm. and just say have Van Damme as himself. That would be really fucking funny. You know, but uh, we've got Johnny Cage, so it's close enough. So then I started thinking, we have Alien, why not have Ripley, maybe with the power loader, Eh? Yeah. You know, maybe you're a fatality. She brings out a power loader. She can fight the Finish her, you bitch! <laughs> but but then I, I just kept coming back to John McClane. Just diehard one John McClane. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, when you think uh, he's lost all his life, he has a handgun taped to his back. There you go. I keep picturing the fatality. Maybe he jumps off a, a building or throws someone off the building. The Nakatomi Tower blows up as a fatality or something, like, really over the top. But I keep thinking John McClane... For some reason. I'm, again, kind of going to go back to, like, 80s, 90s, what was popular. And I'll go into the horror movie well here. Um, and this would maybe could happen because I think the there is a revival movie coming out. But why not Candyman? Uh, and here's why I think Candyman could work is, like, he's got the bee thing going on. You know, you could just think of all these, like, <laughs> insect-based attacks. And he's got, like, the hook, right? And so it's very Mortal Kombat. Like, I'm going to shoot a swarm of bees... Bees crawling down people's throats and shit like that while he's gutting him with the hook. Like, it makes perfect sense. That's and he's going to mix it with love and make the world taste good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Got him. Uh, Marv from Sin City. Uh, oh, shit. A really huge dude played by Mickey Mickey Rourke in the movie. 
You can rip people's dick off. That'd be great. <laughs> wait, wait, but he has to be in black and white. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that'd be stark neat. black and white. While everyone else is uh, is in color. Yeah, for you, Scorpion, with your yellow dick, he's mm-hmm. coming for you. <laughs> but <laughs> but when he punches, of course, the blood is like hyper, like red all over. Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah, totally. That's the only color he gets is bright red. That's the yeah. all or nothing mode. Yeah. And instead of showing the character damage like we talked about, he just gets more bandages every time. Like, mm-hmm. bandages just appear over his yeah, entire yeah, body. Yeah. yeah, Crossed ones, like, on his cheek, whatever. Like, yeah, he'd look like the mummy, that cereal. What, what's the flavor of the mummy? Uh, yummy mummy? Yummy mummy, there it is. Yummy yeah, mean, That's why I really wanted to do this top five, because, like, I feel because like a kid again. Mummy? No, I feel like a kid again when we talk about this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like a, a character we know from something that is unadaptable could walk into Mortal Kombat and do everything they've ever done and more. It's yep. it's fun to talk about. It really is. And like any new movement there's ever been in a horror movie, I don't know, like put in the Hereditary Girl. That's a misdirect. but um, It's like the Expendables of video games. Yeah, man. Yeah. Give me a... Feels give good. Me- Give me Rodney Dangerfield's character from Caddyshack. Like, he's hey. <laughs> anyway, we're all you, gonna get laid. We're all gonna get laid. <laughs> Put in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Did somebody murder fired. a duck? <laughs> uh, all right. So, what character would you like to see in a future Mortal Kombat? Let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode four hundred and seventeen. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook and uh, leave your answer there or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Anthony, once again, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Bruce Wayne Brady. <laughs> and Well, I've actually been streaming both Mortal Kombat lately, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and... I attempt every time I stream near replicate to add another number and maybe get the title correct at some point. So far, I'm up to 1.22, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but no promises. Fair enough. Chris, Oscar time is late, but it exists. Yes. And um, if you want to hear our our look at the Oscar movies with eight sketches that are what we said we do, which are just that they're sketches. <laughs> um, Not promising. Little women. Good. Little women. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe that might. Never mind. Wouldn't want to. Uh, yeah, that thirty twenty ten this week is super fun. Um, talking about Return of the Mummy, one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld the in the community, um, and uh, other fun things, and uh, hopefully more bonus stuff to come. Like uh, the Oscar show was about sixty hours of my life, and um, it, yeah, I cannot wait to move on to more things. Fair enough. What a what a weird spate of movies this year. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I hate it. I'm, I'm mad, and I'm I I did what I could to try and get this thing up beforehand, but like it was all misery, including the movies themselves, mm. and including the show itself. So like, I hope they change a lot next year. I really do. Same. Yeah, it was. I think viewership was forty eight percent of what it was last year, which is yikes. Was just a weird, it's weird fair because there was there's forty eight percent fewer movies that were yeah. released and but, but the but, number of movies doesn't dictate the ratings of the oscars man like, no I, I think it does i think if, if people are out there seeing movies every week and uh they love movies they want to see like well which ones are get the, the most awards but instead you got the ones that like squeaked out there or found distribution deals through streaming and that's not exciting that was kind of my theory is yeah along those lines is just like 
if you don't have many well-known movies, yeah, yeah. people don't care who wins because they I've never heard of that thing. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing with this year's. Well, anyway, this is the wrong show for that. Sure. Uh, it's Oscar time, and I helped. Uh, I'm in some of those sketches, so check it out, and then check me out on the Twitter, Maddie C. Allen. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGamePocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse for updates on when the show's going up. And follow me personally for very occasional jokes and things these days at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z, not E-Z. Uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. see Michael that sounded like a great sound. <laughs> <laughs>